Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 122 of the No Podcast. This is the 122nd iteration of the Southeast Premier uh, audio and now video video game podcast news, games played, impressions in your ear and now in your face. And your so, number one podcast bringing the news on Days Gone. <laughs> your Days Gone updater. Days uh, Gone we'll cut, and Animal Crossing. We'll now cut live to Brant. Brant, just go ahead. You got two hours. Go ahead. We blocked off two hours. Days Gone. <laughs> he, just, he just shows us the cover art. Uh, tonight, we actually have more than Days Gone and Animal Crossing, even though one of the stories is Animal Crossing. Uh, we have your State of Play recap, Sony's recent news announcements. Microsoft ends iOS xCloud beta, then Apple clarifies, then Microsoft rebukes. We have a three-part story. Probably skip to the end. That'll uh, summarize everything. Brand is going to update us on... Do what now? I said that's how I do all my book reports. I always skip to the end. Just do the yeah. last chapter. I never matter. read the first five chapters at least. I started in like six or seven. It doesn't more. matter. You just need to know how it wraps up. I don't know who this Roger person is and how he got here, but I'll see how it turns out. <laughs> or who Jessica Rabbit is. Um, patty cake with somebody, apparently. Brant's going to update <laughs> us on Animal Crossing sales and other Nintendo sales if he if he feels so inclined. I mean, we just he's obligated to do Animal Crossing shit. But you he's know, our Animal Crossing uh, correspondent, so... Uh, Twitch gaming has been rebranded by Amazon. Halo Infinite Orbital Drop Shot Troops to 2021. Say that five times fast. I worked well on that one. Yeah. Xbox Series X is confirmed for November. New Xbox controller hints at Lockhart console. Rocksteady's Suicide Squad teaser image and date has been posted. 25 years later, we all have the chance to buy the Dream Arcade cabinet. We'll see where that goes. Control Ultimate Edition provides example for upgrade path to next gen, but is it what you actually want? And Yoshinori Ono to leave Capcom. I'm Richard Bergman, joined tonight by B. McKee, Brent McKee himself. Day's gone. <laughs> sure. That's his <laughs> quote. And CMC2, Cesar uh, Concepcion II. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. I don't think I have anything. I have nothing that can compete with Day's Gone. Well done, Brent. We already you went won. through my stuff in the pre-show. Uh, if you're just now joining us, you missed a great breakdown of... Uh, we had USB adapters. We had... Um, Broken images of retro pies. We had hand sanitizer that was expired five years ago. Who would have thought? Uh, I guess all I can really show is this thing came Here in we go. a couple this days counts. ago. We see your AC unit finally and your clothes uh -oh. hamper. Cesar is unblurred. What is that? Some kind of robot Bandai. It is uh, a Gundam. It's a Socket of Wars mech. Okay, we, we swung and missed, Brant. We were 0 for 2 on that yeah. one. It's close. <laughs> and uh, the sad thing is, before we get on, and I don't want to spend too much time on it, I was like, all right, today I'm going to build the son of a bitch, and then look at this. Yep. That's I was like, those... I put it right back in the box. I'm like, today's not the day. You yeah. did well, sir. This is exactly how far I would have gotten. <laughs> I applaud your effort. Yeah, I think hey. you, uh, you at least looked at the instructions, I'm guessing. You saw the packaging. Instructions um, are you going to be able to, are you gonna be able to open it? Are you going to be able to pull apart and open it, or is it going to require scissors? Like you, you, you made the important decisions here. Um, it's I don't know when that's going to get built. That's all I, I know. I have several unbuilt or partially built gunpla just piled up in the closet. So, what I is our thoughts on? Because this is something I'm not a part of whatsoever. I have a Halo uh, Mega Blocks or something like that set, and that's the extent of building things I want to do. What is you guys' capacity as far? I think Cesar showed us a Sega Saturn or something a couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. So what, did you, what did you guys uh, build knowledge slash know-how slash desire for Absol building kits? 
Nothing. <laughs> what the fuck, Mark? <laughs> we have no discussion point. There, I mean, this is went nowhere. I mean, this is my first one, and I just got it because it was a uh, Socket of Wars or Socket Tyson. So, I love them. Grant, how many people are? Well, sorry, what was that? Have you, how many have you built? How many days have you gone lost? Um, I've I've built just a handful of them. I mean, my extent of building most of those, um, I started building some gunpla when I was still young. I think I found some at like Walmart of uh, a. Yeah, in the in the nineties, they were the, the Gundam Wing boom, where yep. they're like, we're gonna sell everything Gundam based after that show took off. And that was the first one I found. I think I found like Wing Zero and uh, Heavy Arms uh, Gundam kits, and they were like the basic that they could be, but the instructions were all in Japanese. But I still figured it out. <laughs> still did it. They um, are still in Japanese. You completed uh, it? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, that's our show. Us, we're a video podcast now. Give us a give us a heads up on the instructions. A R picture base and in Japanese. So can you follow it? Yeah, yeah. just solely based yeah. off the pictures. It's picture based. What, yeah. what he what he showed you? There's individual like little colored sheets of different parts, and each um, I'll say sheet because um, it's just like this wiry plastic thing with plastic pieces right. in it. Uh, each one of those um, individual sheets is given a usually given a letter, and then each individual part on that sheet is given a, a number, usually. And it'll say, you know, G, G1 and G2. You need to do this and get... Uh, a piece from E, you'll need, you know, E3 to go in between these two pieces. And it's it's all picture based and has numbers, letters. It's it's usually pretty easy to to follow along. It's a more complex version of a uh, battleship. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Per, uh, clear as mud now. Yep. I totally got it. Didn't make it any more uh, difficult. <laughs> and other than that, I just wind up building my kids' Legos half the time. Because I mean, you start you start building their big old Lego sets, and most the farthest you get with them is you build the little people, and then they just grab the little Lego people and play with those while you're left to build the spaceship or whatever else you've got to build. The 380 piece part versus the the yeah. torso and the the legs that you just stick together yeah. and put and horns head, on it or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I've never grown up buying any legos i think i've only the only time i've ever bought legos is a grown-ass man and that was for that lego universe thing and it was the sonic thing and that was it i don't think i've ever bought a lego in my life until that <laughs> the sonic, i think you made me buy the sonic one and maybe the back to the future was that one of them back to the future was one of them i, I think may you had to get have that one as well yeah yeah i think for that i bought the simpsons one and the portal one as well so i actually just emptied out an old um storage shed of sorts and found all my Skylander stuff. So my kids are playing with like the Skylanders back and forth, and they're holding the portal like, "Dad, what is this?" <laughs> I'm like, "Just wait. I think you're you're almost there. You guys are gonna love this. This is uh, this is pretty damn cool." You gotta get past all that lore first. Skylanders. 
into the meat of the game. You have to please. beat Spyro one through three on PS one, and then you can <laughs> you can play Skylanders. Yeah, you're over here like, God damn it, boys for Bob or whatever the name of it is, or Toys for Bob. <laughs> Toys for Bob. Boys for Bob. Boys for Bob. Boys for Bob, Boys for Bob Boys. is a completely different thing. <laughs> Boys for toys. <laughs> and now. We've entered that time. All and right. we're banned off YouTube. <laughs> yep, and every other thing, and somebody notified FBI. They just went on Twitter and just like, I had FBI us. We had a great run. Uh, investigate yep. these three people, Nipple Cheese, uh, B. McKee, go after them. How dare I cross my words? Voice <laughs> Bob. All right, uh, y'all want to get into this news? Yeah. Let's I guess I can go one. ahead and start with the state of play here. Yeah, this so comes we'll... from GameSpot. So we had a state of play a little, uh, exactly a week ago, and I was like, damn, this was a week ago? It feels like 20 years ago, but it was, whatever. It was coming up last show we recorded, so we yeah. kind of we kind of led into it, but it wasn't it wasn't all this news. Uh, and this article is from uh, Alessandro Barbosa, not to be confused with Barbosa from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, Steve Watts and Gabe Gerwin. Um, so the first thing they showed was uh, Crash Bandicoot 4. Uh, they went into great detail about this game. Uh, yeah. That's a, that's a lot of shit going on in that game, especially that whole inverted mode. And there, that game is that uh, incredibly awesome. The inverted mode deep. looked yeah. awesome. It's yeah. incredibly deep. I'm like, I'm yeah. sitting here like, damn, this is a uh, this might warrant a full price purchase. It does. I'm not saying I would, but it, it warrants one. No, I think it does. I think I'm in. This is we've been clamoring for this. Everybody wanted a return to classic, got uh, classic, classic clash. No, cra- classic crash. is fine. Crash is fine. Crash yeah. class is pretty good. Yeah. Everybody Idle. wanted classic crash. The, the, uh, it was an ignited trilogy. What was that one called? Insane trilogy sold gangbusters on everything it came out on. This is the next step. They've, they've, they've earned it. They've, uh, they've shown they have the chops. Mm-hmm. It looks good. I'm excited for it now, even more so than before. I mean, it's like you said, they kind of they took the third game and expanded upon it, and uh, we get to play as Dingle Dial now. And uh, to, I think it looks like it took everything that was made the third game great and it's expanded upon it. It's like I said earlier, yeah. I mean, it's definitely not a callback to the original one. It's definitely took the premise from the third one. So yeah. Uh, outside of that, we got some more information on uh, Hitman Three. Uh, they did announce a play, PlayStation VR mode. So you can do first person, which that it looks is very awesome. good. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. Uh, they did mention that all three games, the whole trilogy, will have some type of support in VR. Uh, that's what they so, put on there. I'm so assuming how's that they... working? Because this is Hitman Three is the conclusion of like Absolution and all that. Do they mean the the reboot of sorts that was the episodic one? Is that what they mean is playable on VR? They didn't clarify. That's why I think they put on there. It's all three games content will support the mode, but they were very vague. I don't think anything because right. So I would, I mean, you would normally assume it's Hitman three and then it's one and two that we just got, but they have said that Hitman three is a follow up to was the it original absolution, absolution the original two games. It's yeah. the original two games, yeah, right. I mean, even the original two games are like even further out. I think those are playable on uh, three hundred and sixty. I don't yeah. think they actually came out with the. A port. Uh, you know, we can sit here and look at it. We're already like thirty minutes in. I'll, we'll research and come back to They're it. They're playable on PS2. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the first one, it, the first one was PC only, if I remember right. The Agent Forty Seven. So surely they don't mean that's not playable on PS4. How are you going to play in VR? That's so maybe saying. it is these these most recent one and two. I don't know. I guess we'll have to, to wait and find out. 
because they weren't clear other than so you can play the whole trilogy. So um, they did announce a Braid Anniversary Edition coming out next year. Um, I think that's coming out on everything. Was it is. Yeah. yeah, it's coming out on everything. They went back and they touched up the graphics. Um. Uh, just like that commercial touch up the graphics and they <laughs> said that up the graphics. Yeah. Bran, are you old enough to remember that? Touching up the graphics. Touching it up sounds the familiar. We'll have what to show that? you afterward, after the podcast and catch you up. It's so, old. It's old, like tech TV, G4 TV stuff. Oh gosh. Tighten up the graphics, tighten up the graphics. <laughs> <laughs> so, Outside of that, they said they were going to do a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes footage on how, how the game was made, uh, like kind of like a commentary they have in like uh, movies for Blu-rays and DVDs. And uh, they said this was going to like it's going to be so much of that information that it basically would teach you how to make a game. Uh, so their words, not mine. Uh, we'll remain to see what happens. So I've never been bit by the like uh, behind-the-scenes commentary, director commentary, that kind of stuff. I don't. I, this was making the rounds. Cesar, I don't know if you saw this in Brant. I just don't know if you're an Indiana Jones fanatic like we are. But a friend of the show, Russell, sent me a tweet where uh, it was a breakdown of Steven Spielberg uh, directing the extras through the opening of the arc, like how he wanted them to, as the as the beam from the arc cast through them, like how he wanted them to react and things like that, as he's describing the scene that was going to have the virtual effects over the top of it. But I was just like, I want to see the whole movie with Spielberg breaking down these scenes yeah. like this. It just, I was, I was mesmerized. Like, okay, this is, this is how we got the product that we got. And that, that defining moment of Belloc opening the arc and did the you, uh, spirit did, going through everyone. Did they go over that part when he's like, all right, Doc Ock, this is where you're going to enter the, the scene here. And no, no Molina. Nope. I didn't see that bit. Oh, there we go. It's from Spider-Man. No, no. Oh, toss me the whip. Yeah. Toss me the whip from the very beginning. No, I didn't see that. He he coached him through that process. He coached him as Doc Ock. He missed the whole joke. Um, outside of that, oh, I got it. Eventually. There we go. We finally Alfred got there. Alfred Molina was, the, was yeah. the toss me the idol guy from the beginning of Raiders. Uh, All right, so uh, we went on to uh, a little bit of the Pathless, which is a PS5 game, which looks pretty good. I like. I was impressed. Uh, they did a good bit on there in the mechanics of uh. You, a lot of sliding and timing and shooting barrels and, and uh, doing these boss battles and the, uh, this landscape the sh- as they put on here. Is a, the shooting uh, arrows to move was kind of off-putting to me, but I, I want to see how that plays out, you know? Yeah. Uh, like I said, it looks interesting. Um, I'm going to go through these a little bit more quickly. Uh, then they gave us a date on Splunky 2. Uh, gave, uh, Derek, you gave us a background on how... Um, his thought process on making this sequel and how he used the help from the community to expand, expand upon it. And they gave it a date for September 15th. Uh, the next one up was, uh, Aeon must die. And I, I don't remember this too well. So I'm just going to read off what they got on here. Game There's spot. been some drama about the studio since then. We didn't cover that news. A game by limestone. Read that story. Yes. A game by limestone games. That's weird. Why they were that way. Uh, Focus Home Interactive, and Must Die is a tense 2D action game with a Saturday morning cartoon aesthetic. It looks to be dark and very stylish, taken on the genre. It includes a particular sequence and plenty of demonic enemies, and the game will be releasing on PS4. Then they went back and clarified that it was coming on everything else as well. As Richard mentioned before, there were some former employees of Limestone Games that uh, parted ways with that company and had claimed that their work was stolen. 
Uh, Focus Home Interactive said they were going to investigate and see if there's any truths and make any decisions afterwards if they were still going to do business with that company or not. Uh, we haven't heard anything since. Uh, so stay tuned. I'm sure we'll cover that in the future once uh, we get more information as it comes through. Uh, the next one up was Ano Mutationum. Mutationum? Uh, let's go with that. Yeah, sure. An adventure game featuring 2D, 3D segments, and a unique mix uh, pixels and 3DR. I don't remember it at all, so I'm just going to read off the game spot again. <laughs> uh, AM, I'm just going to call it AM. It is a tense, melee-focused adventure that looks to put a heavy emphasis on story. This tells me absolutely nothing. I don't remember the game <laughs> whatsoever. This, was this Thank the you. Breath of the Wild one? No, no, that that, was, uh, that I definitely remember because somebody was like, "Oh, the better version of Breath of the Wild," and I laughed when they put that on there. But that uh, was the Pathless, wasn't it? No, no uh, Pathless path- is PS5. What was the Breath of the Wild one? The one, the Chinese studio? Yeah, the one that's coming on Switch, PC, iPhone, and uh, PS4. I forgot what it's called, but I, I just remember because somebody was like, "The better version of Breath of the Wild," and they were putting that <laughs> in the chat. I was laughing. I was like, "Somebody's <laughs> just trying to start shit." <laughs> Hot stirs. Finally, the better version. <laughs> oh God. Uh, you know what? I don't have time to see look for it. escapes me. But outside Bug of that, Bug Snacks was the next one up there, which does look very um ape escapish. It's coming to PS4 also, which if you're not an early adopter, you can still play it on PS4. Yep, uh, they went a little bit more details on that. I'm definitely looking forward to going blind on that one. Uh, Me too. Me too. <laughs> Richard, you got your Star Wars Vader Immortal. Uh, one of yep. the reasons why you wanted Oculus and now is coming it on is. the PS4 you already own that you don't want to play. Uh, it's going to be day one, Vader Immortal. Yep, hey, August 25th. I look forward to hearing you talk about that as your name's played. Versus I will the- purchase the title. I may not hook up to PlayStation VR. You're just Guaranteed. like me. I still have uh, Iron Man looking at me every time I come in there. It's like, play me. I'm like... It's a lot of stuff for me to this happen. Moss, uh, the From Software game, go down the list. Resident Evil 7, which made me sick to my stomach. Ugh. Oof. Uh, and then my... Uh, <laughs> well, we don't want to go into this bit again. So <laughs> no. Then they went into uh, Control. Uh, they did a little background, you know, uh, one of the claimed games of the year, blah, blah, blah. You got more news um, on Control. You want to skip that one. That one, they said that the second expansion was coming out, which seemed to hint that it was going to be Alan Wake-based. Uh, and that was pretty much it. Outside of that, they had the Pedestrian, which was like a stick-person-type game, which goes to random road signs. That's what I got out of it. I <laughs> this, I think this was the part where I was like, ah, I just got off the bike. I'm just going to take a quick shower, and I threw the phone in the corner. And I was like, I'll just put on loud and listen to what was happening. So I missed the next couple of bits, probably. Uh, that was way more information you needed, but I needed you guys to know this. All right, outside of that, uh, Hood Outlaws and Legends is a new PS5 game, which I think they came back and clarified is coming on every fucking thing ever made. Can't remember if it was on Switch or not. I'm assuming it is. I know it's PS5, PS4, Xbox One. It's a, it's a sumo PC. and a focus home joint, and it's going to be like 4v4 hero type stuff. It's like a Left 4 Dead type yeah. play on thing. So, which looks is, interesting. Uh, then we had a Tim Tim, which says like a online Pokemon type thing. Uh, I think they went back and clarified that this is coming on PS5 and Series X, and then they canceled the PS4 and the Xbox One versions. That's right. Uh, they didn't say they said it was still coming to Switch. Other than all they could would talk about was coming in 2021. Uh, to end the show, they went into uh, a little bit more depth into the gameplay for Godfall, which you know they did the whole. Uh, 
uh, battle-based system on some of the weapons, uh, also some of the attributes, which would include earth, water, air, uh, air and fire, um, and also show kind of like one of the boss battles towards the end. That one I remember seeing online that was mixed because uh, a lot of people said it was it looked very boring, uh, and then some people wanted more of it. I don't know. So, so Godfall to me, and I was excited at first when we first saw it. This is the first, I believe, this is the first 100% confirmed PS5 game we saw. But it seems like that launch title. It's just, it's flashy. There may not be a whole lot of substance to it. It's just, it's it's the latest and the greatest, and it was what you kind of had your mind wrapped around. I think of like Dark Sector for PS3 360-ish. I think of uh, Death don't, Junior don't, don't, for don't, PSP. Don't you dare, don't you dare say Dark Sector ever again. Dark Sector. You loved it. It's your game of the year. Don't you 2007. Dare. We're we're on better things. That studio does better things now. <laughs> so Godfall, did it did it speak to you? Is it something you were interested in? I was never interested in when they teased it in the video game awards. Uh, I I'm probably gonna have to see. I mean, look, the whole point I play games, me personally, is for story. I'm getting straight gameplay out of this. This is not gonna do anything for me. I don't have that. I'm not right. that type of person who does that. Uh, Destiny or you know, Ghost Recon type of grind where you know the gameplay pulls me through and that gets me through the day or their modern warfare mp uh multiplayer online that's so i mean you're the i'm the wrong person to ask on that i need motivation to play there's so far as i got in there, there's nothing story based i'm sure there's going to be a story i i hopefully it's not like ion theory where it's like hey read this first and then that's your three pages of story and i'm like oh okay cool <laughs> Or the non-existent manual. You can open up your digital manual in the menu and and read the the lore, the backstory. Yeah, like a, give like you context a, for why you're falling the gods. <laughs> fucking NES or Super Nintendo game. Oh, yeah. Brant, Godfall speak to you at all? As far as you know, hey, this is a reason to own a PS5. Mm, not really. Um, it's another one of those. It looks kind of like what Cesar is saying. Not much story, um, kind of that grindy aspect and like a, some of that Dark Soulsy kind of gameplay is what I saw, and I'm not super into those games that much. Me neither. So it, it's, to me, it's one of those where I'm going to wait to see, and it could surprise me. It could be one of those when it comes out. Maybe it's it's one of those hidden gems. But people are raving about it. Yeah, right. but as it sits right now, I'm I'm not very interested. I got a I got a feeling that every video they're going to show on that because they did mention in that uh, state of play that there was more to come in the following months. Every video yeah. is going to look worse and worse, and it's like Brent said. I think it's going to convey better once the game actually gets out, and then be like, oh yeah, this actually plays pretty good. I don't think they're selling it well in whatever they're showing us. I think that's I think that's part of the problem. So it's going to be one of those games that's going to really, right. really, really good, or it's going to suck major butt. So it's not going to be anything in between. So Either way, it looks to me like uh, PlayStation Plus, PS5, April 2021. Get Godfall. Yeah. They'll use uh, what the, else? They'll use that to counter the, the Halo strikes that are about to perform in that year. From that spring? Yeah. Is that it from State of Play? Oh, that was it. Yeah, I mean, we uh, we landed on that lackluster Godfall. And we're done. Um, it was I, a I good fixed. state of play. That was a lot of updates. It was uh, a lot of current gen stuff. A lot of or a couple, you know, future titles. They said it was going to be updates. They kind of tempered expectations as far as that goes, and you know what to expect. 
Yep, and then um, yeah, and I guess we're in like day one thousand on no uh, Nintendo Direct. Somebody keeps mentioning that in Twitter. <laughs> that's still that's still a thing. So somebody's though, really, somebody's losing sleep on that. They're like, yes, I was like, oh, keep the was, counter going. It's like a Pacific yeah. Rim. The clock keeps going. It was Even like a, we, we talked last week about Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah. Like, okay. People are clamoring for this for decades, and we get it in a direct, and nobody's happy because they wanted Breath of the Wild too. Yeah. Even though Nintendo told us this updates on non-first party titles, or the Mario 35th anniversary thing they never officially announced yet, which they can just drop anytime they want to, just like they did Pikmin and Paper Mario. Yeah, but it was insane because it, it wasn't even a week after we got that mini mini direct that like there was already more rumors of uh, swirling online about oh well there still could be an actual uh nintendo direct coming later this month and sources say it could be yeah uh, the week of (laughs) it continues uh some back and forth with microsoft and apple as we all know xbox is gearing up for project x cloud which is it just called xCloud now? Did they come out and clarify that, or are we still calling it Project xCloud? I think xCloud's a pretty good I name. I think yeah. it just, it's called xCloud. I think I it is at this it. point. Yeah. Uh, this article comes from The Verge. It is the third part of a series where there's a back and forth. Uh, I'm just going to read this because it's this a better summary. Microsoft is now rebuking Apple over its stringent dev- developer restrictions and its stance on cloud gaming apps, which the iPhone maker does not allow in the App Store for apparent violations of its guidelines. In a statement attributed to a Microsoft spokesman, spokesperson, the company tells The Verge, Apple stands alone as the only general purpose platform to deny consumers from cloud gaming and game subscription services like Xbox Game Pass. I love that little stab. You're like, yeah, the stab with the dagger. Like, Apple earlier today, this is uh, part two probably, earlier today elaborated on its controversial position to not allow services like Microsoft's upcoming xCloud and the competing Google Stadia platform to exist in the App Store because the company cannot review individual games available on cloud platforms. That's bullshit because they allow Netflix, and that's individual movies and TV shows. Netflix, who... I'm not happy with this. That's just locking games in there for a reason, that's all. I'm not happy with this. I think Apple. what it what it is is their Apple Arcade is not doing well, and they're like very like, all right, we're gonna suck, then everybody else is gonna <laughs> suck. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Is, so is they've, the they've got their own Apple Arcade, and if they want anybody to be invested in anything on their platform, it is only Apple Arcade. They don't want to have any competition. A number of other App Store guidelines also bar cloud services from existing on iOS unless they are designed more like remote desktop software. That is not how Netflix works. That is not how Disney Plus works. And Apple TV exists right alongside all of those. Prime Video. This seems like this seems like 2011 Apple or something. I don't know. It's it's it rubs me the wrong way. Uh, Microsoft says Apple is denying consumers the benefits of such technology through unfair enforcement of its App Store rules. It also accuses Apple of treating gaming apps unfairly while allowing other media services to exist on the platform, even when they include interactive content. A nod, it sounds like, to Netflix's inclusion of interactive programming akin to text adventure games like last year's Black Mirror Bandersnatch. So uh, I actually haven't checked because I was in on the iOS X Cloud. I haven't checked to see if my iPad thing was pulled. Cesar, have you looked at your iPhone at all? Uh, you know, I, 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 
hardly ever use xCloud on there, so I don't even... I never did either, and it was just Master Chief Collection, which is literally the only game I'm playing, but when I have free time, I'm at home, so... I... And on the flip side of that, I think they said they were supposed to go live with it September, mm-hmm. and they already have what they're they're calling it a beta on um, Android right now. But you can already already download um, an XCloud app, right? And and play it. I, th- I think that they're trying to do more of like a soft rollout under the under the guise of saying it's a beta in order to see if you know what kind of traffic they get right and see if if they're ready within within the next couple of months to to fully have this thing up and running especially for these heavy hitters start rolling in like madden and not halo infinite and just the other fall games that they would be adding to the program that people be hitting up and to clarify that's for people that already have uh game was it game pass plus or game pass premium ultimate Game Pass Ultimate is the description. Ultimatum. So what do we think? Is uh, is Apple going to come around? How is this going to shake down, you think? Uh, eventually. Once, yeah. they, once they can prove that they're losing uh, potential customers to the competition, they, uh, they'll come around. Yeah. That's usually how it is. Once sales start slumping, they'll be like, oh, why is this happening? This could be the reason why. Hey, I, mean, I think they're going to have to. We're going to go into this later, but Halo Infinite was pushed to 2021. So uh, it, what is the main driving force to xCloud at this point after this launch of... I mean, you're launching a major service on one platform. You don't have iOS anymore. You have Android. And you're launching a console at the same time without the flagship title that go- gamers goomers, gamers have been looking forward to for 12 months, right? So... It's, it's it's kind of a missed opportunity, I think. Does Apple think they can't monetize these transactions? Like, what is the what do you think the thing in there is? Because I I know you can you could subscribe to YouTube TV through Apple. I'm um, not sure what their Netflix thing is. I'm sure they get a percentage based off of app downloads with Netflix and Disney Plus and things like that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the clarifications on how they run their. I mean, it could be something simple, like Brand said. They just they may run their games a little bit more biased than they do their uh, their movie based apps for whatever reason. So yeah. So I mean, because it's a little bit yeah, like I said, it's a little bit different. The movie industry is more closed circuit, so they got to play nice because they don't have too much original content. So they rent out a lot of their movie and TV show catalogs from other studios. So it's not like they can lock down those studios because they got. Some of the shows from Disney that are showing on Apple Plus, so it's not right. like you can sit there and block out Disney Plus and not get ramifications for having some of their products on your Apple TV service. So, but their competition is Apple Arcade, and what would we say is the killer app for Apple Arcade? I think for a while it was a um, uh, Wild Hearts, Sayonara Wild Hearts, and that's on everything now. You can get physical copies of that on like Switch, PS4. So what is the you know what are they holding out on? Do they really believe in that? Uh, no, because I think we didn't clarify before, but somebody uh, did a, a article on the whole Apple Arcade where they were kind of reconfiguring that one because it wasn't not taken off the way that they wanted to. So, And they were going through and they were cleaning up their game store and removing some of the dead weight. And we're going to be a little bit more choosy on what they add on there for quality games. I mean, they already have uh, somebody trying to do something differently because it's not, like I said, that, that subscription base, even that $5 a month was not hitting the numbers they wanted. So, 
I didn't. I was never even tempted to do the trial. I haven't done the trial yet. It's like it's, it's, like, it's like you said. It's the same thing like fucking Stadia. There's nothing in the Stadia platform that pulls me out outside of existing games. What Orcs three and I mean some other things here and there. But I mean, there's nothing in there like oh fuck, I gotta buy this. It's no killer app. Like I'm saying, like it's what you need. Like, damn it, now i got to plug in this controller and a PC and fucking do things so I can play this one fucking game. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, we haven't seen that yet for any of those. I'm sure it's coming for both, but, you know, I just, I, I'm sure it's coming more to Stadia sooner than it would be to Apple since Apple doesn't have any really in, any internal studios to develop games. They're just out there and buying indie developer, an indie develop, develop type games. So. That's what's annoying because I've had an Apple TV since, like, 2008 2009 i had one of those early ones and they finally decided to take it serious like i have a dedicated apple tv in the bedroom and that runs everything i like the apple tv uh plus content whatever they call that you know the the stuff i got free with it i don't know if i'll pay for it at the end of it but it runs uh all my spectrum tv stuff it's like they don't take that arcade seriously for some reason and I, I don't know what it takes. Like, you had everything. You have all these dedicated users. You you opened up um, Bluetooth support for PlayStation and Xbox controllers. You opened up to the most accepted input mediums. Like, where are you missing the boat here? And it's just content, right? Is, yeah. are, are, is Does Apple get the pass that Google's getting as far as Stadia? Like, you know, we like to make fun of Stadia and the stuff that's coming out. Seems like the Wii U, like... All right, you're getting Mass Effect 3 all over again. You're getting Apple or um, Arkham I mean, Asylum or Arkham City all over again. Like, are we giving them a pass, like waiting for them to come out with that original content? I mean, we literally just had this conversation when the whole Apple Plus last week. I mean, how they're just half-assing it. I mean, look at the content they have on there. It's not much. They're not adding much outside of getting those big movies here and there. It's like they just figured out, like, oh, the, like I said last week, last time, it's like, oh, the Tom Hanks movie did well. Let's start doing that. It's like they never originally planned on it, just happened, watched it. <laughs> they still happened to look upon it because of the whole pandemic yeah. they're like oh that did well for us you know this is something we can finally do and now they're starting to go out buy big movies it wasn't like something they like all right this is an initiative we want to take they did, they did the initiative after the fact it would have been the same thing with apple arcade they would have had like a hit game or something like that they would have done something after the fact it's yeah. like they're just they're just throwing stuff out it's like google they're just throwing out stuff out the wall and see what makes money if it doesn't make money they're just going to drop support that's just how they are but this is the time this is the time we all should have been jumping on that Instead, people are playing Fall Guys, and they're watching Netflix. They're watching normal stuff that nobody took the charge to to step ahead in this in this environment and say, this is where you're stuck at home. We realize that here's the fresh new stuff that you need. Nobody's done that. I mean, these are not game companies, and they show they show why. It's true. I mean, it's as simple as that. It's true. We're talking about Google and Apple. That's fair. That's 100% fair. I'm not saying they can't get there. It's just... This is where it's at, and we should not expect much from them. So, speaking of not expecting a whole lot, uh, Brant, you want to fill us in on those <laughs> Animal Crossing um, sales figures? They sold a couple copies. And Animal our Animal Crossing. Crossing correspondent, Brant McGee. <laughs> uh, we're going live to uh, Brant. Are you there, live on the Crossing of the Animals? Are you there, sir? Yes, yes, and I'm tired of digging up my favorite flavor of clam already, and, and the same fossil, fucking Manila. And the sea bass, but it should be a C plus. Was that the right yeah. app? Was that the oh, right yeah. fish? <laughs> I saw that so many times. Uh, the stupid puns. Anyway. <laughs> it was funny the first time after that. 
don't put the stupid pun on the most common fish. Give uh, the most common fish like twelve different descriptors. Like so no, when you catch common, twelve in one day, you don't see the same thing. You only need two. Like the first one, like oh, this is the most common fish, and like son of a bitch, it's this fucker again. Son of a bitch, it's this fucker again. I would have been like, this is pretty. There funny. we go. Fill yeah. that in. Plug this that in. God damn it! Why do I keep catching this guy? Son of a bitch. God damn it. Same fish. Fuck these how, fish. <laughs> and that's how you get your uh, adults only tennis rating of it. So. Like if I dive in the ocean one more time and get another sea pineapple because it every time it's, it's oh a sea pineapple your move sea pizza like what <laughs> <laughs> i've never seen that because i haven't I, played yeah, it, since I, I haven't I played it in forever neither of you. i haven't i haven't even updated it. every time i ask me do you want to update the software i'm like fuck no <laughs> like delete this shit that joke's How actually pretty good, Brent. it didn't hit good with us because we haven't played since they started the diving <laughs> I think that's one of the only puns where, like, I kind of smirked when I saw it, but that that was the first time. After that, I'm like, oh, stop it. Never again. I mean, no puns, pineapples. All right, puns worked, like Richard said, puns worked the first time. Yep. So, but if you put enough in there to swap them out, sometimes it's not as noticeable. Like, oh, I think I heard that one before, but you got to put at least, like, seven or eight different lines in there, so. Noticeable is the wrong word. Grading is the correct term, <laughs> And you can't skip that dialogue, so you're just like, okay, fucking, just, just the same shit. Let's go, let's go, let's go. I know, I know what you're gonna say. Let's just go. C bass, C plus. Let's go. So, anyway, this article comes from us, comes to us from The Verge uh, by Sam Byford, um, and it says that Nintendo posted extraordinarily high earnings for its normally quiet April June quarter. Uh, as Animal Crossing New Horizons continues to be a sale juggernaut, 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 uh, juggernaut, like, it's yeah, like something huge that's and persistent. Like once this pandemic is over, this is gonna be the most common copy of any video game ever made. Uh-huh. Probably they're gonna be like Animal Crossing out of the fucking wazoo out of Goodwills. And still expensive. Like uh, Smash Brothers Melee is the number one GameCube seller, and it's the $120 game. Um, so I'm just going to kind of go through some of the, uh, numbers through here that it, it, it uh, goes through because you can hit the high notes here. Yeah. yeah I, I was going to say, lot. cause the, yeah. cause the next, well, the next article covers, um, some of the same information, at least, um, sales wise. Um, but it says that, um, the operating profit is up. Uh, 428% year on year um, to 1.37 billion off of uh, 3.9 billion uh, in revenue and switch sales is up 166% to 5.68 million systems uh, in the quarter and <laughs> let's see so Nintendo has now shipped uh, 61.4 million consoles, uh, and it's just shy of 470,000 of the original Famicom Entertainment System. 166%. Brand, I'm going to give you a 166% raise. That's a massive increase. Awesome. You're welcome. I'm, get, I'm getting paid for this? Twice. 166 <laughs> times. Awesome. Zero times anything is still zero. 
<laughs> Amongst all of us is split revenue, so it's still yeah. zero. Unless you carry the one, then it's one. <laughs> um, so let's see. Um, Animal Crossing New Horizons sold more than 10 million units in the quarter, um, bringing its sales total up to 22.4 million. Madness. Straight madness. And then the article continues on a little bit further down, talking about how um, the Switch was affected by um, COVID-19. They experienced... Uh, shortages in certain games and consoles themselves. Uh, I know when Katie was trying to find uh, the the Switch because she bought a Switch Lite over this um, over this whole ordeal. Okay. Um, and I know she had trouble finding just the console. I think she wound up having to do one of those bundles that uh, I think it was GameStop had on their website. Okay. Oh, the, the Fu bundle. Yeah, but um, they're ta- they talk about that a little bit more further down, and, and Nintendo themselves has said um, the lingering effects of product shortage in the market is still an inconvenience to a large number of consumers, but um, as with Nintendo Switch family of systems, we will continue to work to ensure sufficient amount of shipments for the holiday season. So basically, don't worry. They should have enough switches for Christmas. I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, who knows. Um, And then they just continue on talking about how um, the switches lineup is kind of a mystery. We haven't really seen a lot for for the rest of the releases for this year. Oh, we've seen it. I think we're going to get more shadow drops. Yeah. Yeah. Got a couple of TBA. I think if yeah, yeah if anything, baby. it'll just yeah, we'll it'll be like Pikmin. What's and surprising that, is we don't have that big Nintendo game for September. All that's been pushed back to October. So, what's it gonna be? Go ahead, Cesar. I, I don't think we're gonna get one in September. We would have heard about it now. It's like less than a month away. Metroid Prime right. Trilogy. That's not happening. Okay, Mario games. Uh, Mario games in like November. They just announced Pikmin is coming on the end of October. Yeah. So there's no September game from Nintendo. Big title. Weird. You That's take not good. you take a copy of uh, Tony Hawk that you buy on PS4 and Xbox One and place that case on top of your Switch, and that is your there. game of the month. It's all. That's there. the number one title. Yep. I don't think Nintendo's got shit coming out in September. <laughs> You can rest your uh, Chipotle burrito that gave you the demo code on the top of your Switch. Yeah. <laughs> That's the number one. For the first 2,000 people. It's like 2,000 people only, right? 2,000 uh, demo codes. That's it. Brent, you going to handle the second part from Gamatsu, the sales figures? I will, yes. This is actually uh, really good stuff. So I can't believe they're closing in on the NES. I know. This system just came out. We started recording the podcast at the end of the year the Switch came out, and it just it seems crazy that it's already cemented its legacy. And it's closing in on the the NES Famicom legacy that that quickly, which both of those were a phenomenon in both of their regions. It's just it's crazy, man. So this article is, uh, like you said, from Gamatsu. It's Sauramano reporting. Um, gives it gives us the um, the same numbers we had in the old other one where it was uh, the Switch has sold uh, 61.44 
million units worldwide as of June 30th, 2020. Uh, And then, let's see, we go the total of 5.64 million Switch hardware hardware, uh, and 50.43 million software sold during the three months uh, ended June 30. That's a lot of games. We have the top 10 best-selling first-party uh, Nintendo Switch titles, which are Mario Kart 8 Deluxe at 26.74 million. I wonder if that counts the pack-ins from the various... I think that's been their pack-in skew for the past two holidays. I wonder for if that a while. counts those. Yeah. Uh, at full MSRP, yeah. just with Mario Kart. And the old version of the Switch. <laughs> yeah, That's how they the got to move those old SKUs. <laughs> the weak battery. <laughs> uh, number two, right behind it, Animal Crossing New Horizon. This uh, is crazy. That just came out. Yeah. And it's already the number two best-selling Switch game of all time. I mean, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was... It was one of the flagship games, was it not? Oh, yeah. Because that was just easy Wii U port. Just a few months after release, but it added like second items and yeah. online and all the DLC and everything. So it, it was still a good value in of itself. Uh, and that 22.4 million sale. Crazy. Um, number three, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate at 19.99 million. Why didn't the they real... round that up to 20? I know. <laughs> the, real version, that... the real version of 999. All right. <laughs> Number four, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild at 18.60 million. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield coming in fifth at 18.22 million. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey at 18.6 million. Uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee at 12.20 million. Super Mario Party at 10.94 million. Splatoon 2, um, ninth with 10.71 million it's amazing. and the very last one number 10 new super mario bros u deluxe at 7.44 million that's killer which is pretty good for a wii u port yep and we got uh, our first ever update on three other titles that yes. they released numbers for the first look at uh xenoblade chronicles definitive uh, and Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics. Uh, but they also gave us numbers for Ring Fit Adventure, which is nice. Uh, so Ring Fit Adventure sold 3.9 million. I know three of us account for those. <laughs> <laughs> Especially recently. Both right. Richard and, and myself. Now that acquired. it's finally available. Yeah. Um. Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition at 1.32 million. That's awesome. And that just released in in May, at the end of May. And Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics at 1.03 million. And that was released June 5th. Less, uh, just about two months ago. Yeah. And I, I just recently bought copies of all three of those. So let me throw this out there. They're selling shit tons of these. And they're still selling them at $60. Do you think we ever see a uh, Nintendo Player's Choice series for Nintendo Switch? 
Uh, one can only hope it's going to be the best of Konami series like we got for that one Castlevania game. Where they shrink down the box. That's that's the one I have. <laughs> and the one that they tilt sideways. Yeah. Looks like a diamond in the middle. Oh, it sucks so bad. What a bad cover art. You guys think we get player's choice? Maybe uh, $29.99 for, for these heavy hitters for Mario Kart. Uh, let's say Breath of the Wild. And maybe Super Mario Odyssey this fall at $29.99? No, there's no point. They're still selling. It's called it's crazy, right? demand. I mean, once it stops selling, then you go back and you uh, you figure out how to do your bottom line. But until They don't then, have to. It's yeah. still making MPD yeah. every we, month. It's making MPD. We can dream. But, yeah. I mean, they did Player's Choice for GameCube. They did Player's Choice for 3DS. But Wii U. They they did a couple for Wii U, but and that I made a know. lot of those like Pikmin three before it became Player's Choice was ridiculous expensive if you yeah. didn't have the original Wii U copy. So that's that's my mindset. Not that these games are hard to find yet, but that they will find even more of an audience, especially going into a holiday season or something like that. You know, if you're getting a Switch, like your household just bought another Switch Lite. Um, you may not want another copy of Zelda, but if you're there purchasing it and it's 30 instead of 60, you might be like, hey, we could do this. Or I bought uh, Let's Go Eevee. Maybe we could get Let's Go uh, Pikachu instead with that with that $30 discount or so. So I just wonder if, uh, you know, as as y'all noted, they don't need to. Would it be something that would be good for for other adopters? I it's think, not yeah. us. We all have those games. I think the only ones I'm missing on there is Sword and Shield. Those are the only two I don't have on that yeah. list. I think it would drive sales, but I mean, they don't necessarily, like Cesar was saying, they don't have to. Yeah. I mean, these these games are still the games people are grabbing when they buy the system, and True. it doesn't seem like they don't care about the price tag because the price tag... These games don't go on sale. They they don't... Re- and when they do, it's they $10. go from 59 <laughs> To maybe fifty four, fifty two. So right now you can get a. I think it was Mario Odyssey. I just saw for forty nine ninety nine somewhere. It's like, all right, there you go. It's been out for two and a half years. You can grab it for uh, for ten dollars off at this point. All right, thanks, Brant, for the uh, Nintendo sales figures. No problem. Just rounding yeah. it up. I'll take the next one here. Uh, Amazon rebrands Twitch Prime Games uh, print Twitch Prime as Prime Games. This one's uh, from The Verge. It's from uh, Jay Peters uh, at Jay Peters at Twitter. Um, Prime Gaming now sits more logically alongside Prime perks like Prime Video and Prime Reading. Um, he goes into detail to Amazon's re- rebranding Twitch Prime, with, uh, which gives Amazon Prime subscriber perks on the company's live streaming platform by dropping the Twitch name and emphasizing on the Prime part of the brand. Service will now be known as Prime Gaming. Even though the name is changing, Prime Gaming still offers the same benefits you might have been used to, which is the free games, free loot, uh, the abilities to get your favorite streamers. Uh, it just, they, I mean, I can go more into the detail in this article, but it just like it, it goes into detail saying it goes more along the the naming conventions that Amazon is using for their Prime Video, Prime Music, and uh, that way they can get all under that umbrella. So yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what their goal is, but I don't think yeah, there's anything in there that's changed because we always had the Twitch games for free that they've been done maybe since a year, maybe two years ago. Right. That's going to continue. 
the free uh, loot for certain uh, service games are still happening, like uh, you know GTA Five Online and Destiny. Yeah, PUBG. I mean the, the occasional get the Doom guy unicorn <laughs> skin. You know that still pops up in there. So yeah, I mean that's pretty much all in a nutshell. So I mean, I mean nothing. I don't think it's really changing other than we're just getting a uh, a rebranding of that name service. So. It's interesting to me that they, you know, when they brought Twitch under the umbrella, that it was Twitch gaming. And now they have decided, you know, they're looking at the numbers, they're looking at uh, market research, all that kind of stuff. They have decided that Prime gaming holds more weight than Twitch gaming. So that's interesting that they've they've come to that conclusion and wanted to rebrand it as that. It's a naming thing. It's usually a lot of people, it's that damn survey you ask people like, hey, did you know Twitch was owned by Amazon? And like, oh, I didn't know. Yeah, we would have called it Prime Gaming. Would you know better? Like, yeah, I know Prime is owned by Amazon, so I would know this is a part of the services, and this is a perk for me getting um, Prime. Uh, yeah, I'd be like, oh, okay, I never knew I had that perk. You know, that's all it it's, is. Especially as Amazon Prime has gone up in price, uh, you know, an annual rate. What more? What more am I getting back from my Prime subscription? Well, sir, you get Prime Music, you get the basic tier, you get Prime Video, and now you get Prime Gaming, and this is what's all roped into that family. So, that definitely makes sense along the side there, what they're going for with their brand. Yeah, especially since they lost all their big streamers, so they can kind of <laughs> not not have to worry about uh, renaming in the middle of uh, worrying about a uh, ninja or. Uh, Doctor Feelbad and and um, I didn't even think about that. As soon as they go back to Twitch, that's you know it's only a matter of time before that's Prime Gaming and that's roped into that Amazon family. You're right. Yeah, that's I mean, huge. At this point, I mean, you, you, I, what was it? Uh, was it Shroud or something like that? He he finally came back to Prime Gaming. I think he Shroud. just started jumping. Yeah. So and I think uh, Ninja still hasn't said anything. Right, he's been going back and forth between that and. Uh, YouTube, I think, hasn't settled on one. So. And the one who will not be named is on YouTube as well. Oh, Mr. Philbad? No no views, no shout-outs, no anything to that character <laughs> I, whatsoever. I, I prefer Mr. Philbad, and nobody will figure it out from there. So. Let's go with that. Yeah. Mr. Dot Philbad. Nope, that's too much. Mr. Philbad's fine. Are you guys talking about uh, Motley Crue, Dr. Feelgood? How'd you know? Yep, you nailed it, sir. Uh, sir Bergman. Make sure, <laughs> make sure you're sub- subscribed to Twitch Gaming to get your Dr. Feelgood uh, bonuses via Twitch Drop. Tell us uh, the negativity on the, the Halos that you play so often. The negativities. The negativities are regarding <laughs> Craig the Brute. <laughs> I love I how people on Twitter are like, don't change my boy. Don't change my boy. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> to do with it. Uh, this comes from The Verge via Tom Warren. Is that not the guy who writes articles for Windows Central also? That name's... No, the guy from Windows Central is an asshole. Tom Warren's actually a good guy. Okay. Continue. Thank you for clarifying. Yep. Not an asshole. Let's go back to not an asshole Tom Warren. Uh, he he wrote a uh, post that says, Microsoft delays Halo Infinite to 2021. This comes from a at Halo on Twitter. Um, developer update. I'm going to read that first. I think that's the most paramount thing. And then we can break down our passionate feelings. Uh, this is simply titled Halo Infinite Development Update. 
Uh, this comes from Chris Lee. He's the studio head at uh, Halo Infinite at 343 Industries. Today, I want to share an important Halo Infinite development update with the community. We have made the difficult decision to shift our res- release to 2021 to ensure the team has adequate time to deliver a Halo game experience that meets our vision. The decision to shift our release is the res- result of multiple factors that have contributed to development challenges, including the ongoing COVID-related impacts affecting us all this year. I want to acknowledge the hard work from our team at 343 Industries, who have remained committed to making a great game and finding solutions to development challenges. However, it is not sustainable for the well-being of our team or the overall success of the game to ship at this holiday. We know this will be disappointing to many of you, and we all share in that sentiment. The passion and support the community has shown over the years has been incredible and inspiring. We wanted nothing more than to play our game with the community this holiday. The extra time will let us finish the critical work necessary to deliver the most ambitious Halo game ever at the quality we know our fans expect. Thank you for your support and understanding. Chris Lee, Studio Head Halo Infinite. So, um, I don't think, in my opinion, we can dive into this Verge article. My opinion is it is it is not a reflection of the live stream that they did with the um, what a Halo thing. It was the Xbox Series X thing where they had announced Halo Infinite was going to be the showpiece and all that. They caught some flack for uh, Craig the Brute, which we've laughed about a couple times. Um, uh, the, the podcast here, our consensus was this campaign looks fun. This looks like what we wanted from Halo. Uh, the music sounded great. Graphics may not have been there, but we were also acknowledging that this was a, a Xbox One title at the same time. So, um, I mean, there's a Miyamoto quote. We've read it several times over the course of these 122 episodes. And it was um, requoted many times in that fucking Twitter thread. I know. Nonstop. I know. Everybody wants to. Everybody wants to jump on Miyamoto when the when a game's delayed, but or you know use him as backup. But they want to jump on him when Nintendo makes a misstep. But uh, a delayed game, a delayed game is is a delayed game, and a rushed game is a bad game forever. A delayed game may be a good game eventually. So, I don't I don't know that this was a bad game, come November or whenever they were expecting to launch Halo Infinite. But this was not the game that they wanted, and more than ever, it seems like three four three is listening to uh, community feedback. They're listening to what fans say. Um, this is fine. Uh, Cesar's been saying, hey, push next-gen consoles to 2021. We don't have time for this this fall. And this this kind of lends towards that. If they still, and I think this is later on in our news, they've confirmed Xbox Series X is still November, and it seems they're just leaning into, hey, this is the best place to pay, play third parties and your Xbox original games, your Xbox 360 games, but Halo Infinite's not going to be there at launch, and that whether you look at it as maybe we get a better game down the road or not, that's a that's a major blow for the launch of the Series X, in my opinion. What do you guys think? Yeah, because I don't see. I mean, you already put you already kicked that back Halo until next year. I don't see it coming out in the spring. I see it coming out next holiday season at this point. Uh, that's just my opinion. Uh, unless they Halo or the in. console. Halo console's coming out. They they're coming out because I don't. It's at the end of the day, I don't think they give a fuck uh, what software is on that console. They rather you buy Game Pass anyways and True. play it on that console. Uh, they, and and as you were saying, next fall Halo just coincides with the 20th anniversary of the of the very first Halo game. Yeah. And you're I think just, you're just lining up for this nostalgia and 
you know, two decades of Halo and everything else. And the end of the day, it plays like Halo. It looks like Halo. It looks good. I mean, it looks like it play. It looks like it plays good. Let's put it that way. I think that whole double-edged sword of uh, their marketing on having the best-looking console uh, it was what hurt them. So I think it's just that was most of the criticisms. Like this is what you give us, and you're promising us 12 teraflops. Uh, that's seems to be what most people complain about. I don't really see anybody in there complaining about like, hey. This doesn't play like Halo. You know, I haven't heard any of that shit in there. Mm-hmm. But it's, most of it's just the the look. So I think that's that's when it, that, that whole marketing gimmick is going to hurt you. So, I mean, at this point, every game they come out with, it's like they're going to have to look at them like, all right. Right. This does this push the Series X because this is our selling point. This is what we want people to buy. So we're going to get judged on this every time. So. so when you've said this is the best place to play, this is our flagship title. And not only do you show something that doesn't look like that, but you also know that it plays on something that came out in 2013. Those expectations are going to fall flat to just about everybody. Who who was that hitting the note for outside of Halo fans who just want to dive back into that universe? You know, you have to you have to consider the passion of someone who wants another iteration of that series versus looking at the other things that Microsoft's pushing for this for this platform for this service. Yeah. I and I, I really truly believe they're going to release it on everything like they promise on there. But between me and you, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out there and they're like, they cut the lowest corners just uh, to get where they get at. Maybe like halfway, they'll wait until maybe like June or July, and they're like, all right, guys, this, you know, unfortunately we're going to have to cut out the the old versions, you know, right. to make room for that. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying they're going to do it. I'm I'm, I'm assuming they're going to. Stay part of the course, try to make it work in all consoles because that's what they originally promised. Yeah. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised if halfway through next year they come out like, all right, new Halo's come out in November. Uh, one year, the one year anniversary of the Xbox uh, Series X that came out and Series S or whatever. And But I wouldn't be surprised. They're like, all right, we're cutting off support from the OG Xbox because it just, we couldn't, it just would compromise the, the integrity if we wanted the game. And that's the only reason why. Right. Or the... They come out with some some middle ground or something like that's something separate that they yeah. don't compromise the two and interconnect. So you get you get campaign, but it's two players and it's uh, 30 frames per second. And you can play multiplayer, but it's half the maps and it's 60 frames per second. I just I don't know if it's worth you know they're developing that split screen split screen that slipstream engine. It was meant to bridge the gap between these console generations and, and also include the 1S and the 1X. At what point do they give up on that, like you've said? And we, we saw this transition in the last Xbox showcase, which we covered last episode. They've dropped support. Some of these games that we thought were this cross-gen, you know, this, this 24 months of, okay, I'm okay with my 1X. I don't have to get a Series X. They've dropped the support for these certain games. They said the next Forza is going to be... Series X only. Yeah, you might be right. I think at this point, I think that that uh, rumored Series S that we're going to go and well, it's not really. It's like the worst kept secret Microsoft's ever had on a game <laughs> console. But I, I think at that point, I think it's going to be uh, readily affordable that I think they would feel comfortable that, OK, we have a price tier PC, right. middle ground Xbox and in the high end Xbox that we can satisfy people who. We're just going to assume they're going to get the next best and greatest thing. And there's only going to be a small fraction of people holding on to their old consoles. You think and, the you think that decision would cut out, say, the original Xbox and the Xbox One S, and they just keep this for like One X, uh, Series X, and Series S? 
God, that's confusing. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't want to take a guess. I, I just think that that whole cross-generation thing is going to end up biting them a little bit next year. So I think after they see a while, I think some games are going to work for it, and then this, they're going to find some games that we're going to get this issue where they're, you know, this whole Halo thing where it seems like they're compromising in some of the the integrity of the series for certain things. So it's going to work for certain series, like it, and it's not going to work for others. I think right. Halo's a, a top tier one that you can't do that with, kind of like Forza, where you know that's that's their bread and butter is graphics, and you know you, you can't compromise on that type of thing because I mean those, those car games are that's what they're they're there for. So it's right. like a, it's like a it's you know it's made for new consoles the max amount at the max resolution at the highest frame rate. I mean that's what they're designed for. So. And this is your flagship. This is why you're wanting to buy the new Xbox. You want to play the new Halo at top tier everything. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised they don't get a campaign on the original Xbox. They may just keep it to the free-to-play multiplayer. Yeah. And just say, hey, we'll, we're giving the multiplayer to everybody. and Kind of like they did with uh, Black Ops. Was it Black Ops 3? That last gen had like multiplayer only. It didn't have a single player campaign assigned PS3 to it. For PS3 and 360. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to like do that. that. Yeah. And then you'll have. I mean, your your hardcore Xbox fans are going to buy that system to play that Halo, or they're going to have a series, uh, not Series X. I get tangled up in these. They're going to have a One X already, and I'm sure they're not going to alienate the One X. I think it's going to be similar to that series s that this that's rumored so i don't know i guess we'll see we'll see how it plays out next year i yeah. don't think in my opinion i don't think we're going to see the next halo until next fall they push it out to next year but i'm not going to expect anything earlier than november that'd be okay point. again i'm down with a delayed game i still got I, master chief collection eating up all my time I, at this point if you kick it up to 2021 it's you, you're just better off just doing it towards the end of it unless for whatever reason, they feel that they're hurting and they have to get software in there, which I don't think they will because they got all those studios and it should be they should by the next, beginning of next by next year they should be turning out titles mm-hmm. in a consistent basis. So I think they'll be okay unless something happens and there's a lot of games that don't pan out the way they want. I don't see Halo coming out super early. I see that probably come out in the holiday season next year. So that's fair. Uh, to piggyback on that, Gamatsu Saurmano, um, there was an announcement right after that delay. And Microsoft clarified some things about the Xbox Series X, confirming it will launch in November. Um, more than 50 new games planned for this year, cross generations and optimized for Xbox Series X, including Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Dirt 5, Gears Tactics, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and Watch Dogs Legion. New games developed for Xbox Series X and launching with Game Pass, including The Medium, Scorn, Tetris Effect, Connected, and more. And more than 40 popular games newly optimized to take advantage of Xbox Series X, such as Destiny 2, which is also going to be Game Pass, Forza Horizon 4, Gears 5, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Madden NFL 21, and more. Yeah, this is going to be weird. Um, That Halo thing will hurt them a little bit. So we'll see. I mean, you're always going to have the people who want the latest and greatest type stuff. They're going to buy the console when it comes out because that's just the way they are. They want to experience it, but... At this point, I think a lot of people might be like, they might have, you know, they weren't going to buy a PlayStation anyways. They're probably like, yeah, I'll, I'll wait now. You know, the I, I got to be honest, the Halo slip, uh, I think, does it for me. Because I was looking at a console and a TV. Maybe now I just get the console, that, I mean, the TV this fall and then look towards upgrading my console when Halo comes out to get the full, you know, the full experience. 
right now my my uh one axis is doing exactly what i need it to do so i have no complaints there uh brant do you want to tell us about the controller that is leaking out that is telling us about the series s that we keep mentioning uh, in Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. Chicago, let it go specifically. Uh, so, Sal Romano, uh, f- another article from Gimatsu. So, there were images leaked of this next generation Xbox controller. Uh, and it just kind of, uh, it was one of those things that just appeared online. Um, they were posted to Twitter. And they show the new Xbox brand um, controller. Um, the white, um, you see the controller on the front, uh, it says robot white is apparently the, the color, the name of the color, um, shows what they've already shown off. Um, but the biggest thing is, uh, what's on the side, uh, shows that this is for Xbox one, windows 10, Android, iOS, and Xbox series X slash S. Um, so they followed up with the Verge followed up uh, with its own images of the controller packaging, which claims uh, shows the com- claims are genuine. Um, and like you were saying earlier, Cesar, this is really just kind of their worst kept secret. Like we've we've heard about. Lockhart and a second Xbox for a while now. So and and people have kind of nicknamed it the Series S and this is kind of a semi confirmation of a Series S system. We don't we still don't know if it's going to be like uh, less powerful, but it'll probably be the digital only version just like PlayStation d- is doing with with their PS5. Yeah, and I mean, outside of that, we know that we're, we're getting because of the what they had in that controller box. They said do not sell before November fifth, and that's the whole indication that that yeah. new con the new consoles will be coming out for Xbox around November fifth. So somebody was like uh, on Twitter, like these sons of bitches are really going to release a new console on uh, election day. <laughs> uh, well, and it could be because the last time I remember, at least the PS. For the uh, the controllers released and the camera released about like a week early, I think it was or, or a week two weeks early. And I bought you... my I bought my Wii launch games a week early. The Nintendo ones I had Twilight Princess and Red Steel and something else a week early. So it's possible that the because they I mean like it says on the packaging, this thing will work with your your Android, your iOS, and uh, Windows. PC, original Xbox One, so, and yeah, and Xbox One. So it's a good I mean, looking controller. It looks like the D pad from the uh, 360, the Elite controller. Yeah. Got alfalfa going on. But that, yeah, that's it. November fifth. Hopefully, we'll see. Remember, sixth, remember that uh, November. Our, oh. November fifth is very important. The sixth is the sixth. rumored uh, date of this. But hopefully, uh, we'll see. Day. 
at least the uh, the controller, if not controller and system, on on our shelves. You don't have to wait till November for the controller. It's out in the wild now. So in Chicago, <laughs> it's all over Chicago. Apparently, you have to go up there. There's already uh, some looting going on up there. We can loot and go get us some Xbox controllers. Hey, grab us some controllers and send them back. Uh, also coming out this November is a $500 game system. I alluded to this being the arcade cabinet we all wanted. I know I dreamed of this many, many years ago. Um, this comes from The Verge. The $500 Neo Geo arcade cabinet has 50 built-in games. It is called the MVSX. Um, Which looks like the original Neo Geo arcades that used to play back in the day. It's that red cabinet, and it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, the new device is called the Neo Geo Multi Video System, or MVSX for short. It's essentially a full-size arcade cabinet with a bunch of included games. There's a particularly heavy emphasis on fighters. There's 10 different iterations of King of Fighters. Uh, the unit has a 17-inch LCD display, 10 language options, the ability to play home and arcade versions of each of the games, and two sets of controls for multiplayer bouts. Um, you have some options on how to configure the device. The cabinet is 25 inches tall and costs $449, making it good for a tabletop. But there's also an optional 32-inch stand that costs $99.99 on its own. You can buy them together for $499.99 and save $50, giving you a nice stand-up machine. Pre-orders start next month with the device expected to ship in early November. Um, I have to be honest, out of all these... um, arcade one-up systems and everything else it has been in me since i've been following games and enjoying games and everything else to own an avs or mvs console uh system you know uh, in some capacity so this is more i'd like to see how this screen looks y'all know i'm kind of a crt guy and a native hardware type person but this is 50 games in a 500 dollars get up that sits upright it's got a modern display, which, uh, like I said, we'll see how that how that breaks down. It's got a setup for two players. I mean, you're going to have Metal Slug. You're going to have Baseball Stars. You're going to have King of Fighters. Um, uh, some Samurai Showdowns on there, I'm sure. It's a lot just, of Metal Slug. A lot of Metal Slug. God bless Metal Slug. So it just uh, it seems like a dream come true if, if, it's, if it's done well, emulated right, that kind of thing. And there, Neo Geo's way into... Uh, legacy preservation, I guess I would call it. So it'd be great if they just knocked this out of the park and it was a bang-up product for 500 bucks. That's that's $10 a game for games that I remember selling on cartridges for 300 bucks a pop. So when you get everything that plays on all of them for 500 bucks, that wouldn't be too bad. What do you guys think? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> we shall see. I'm I the mean, same... I, I want to own some kind of arcade cabinet at some point, but uh, only, there's only two I've been interested in: this, this one and then the <laughs> the Marvel versus Capcom one from One yeah. Up. It's the only uh, other ones I care about. <laughs> uh, Cesar helped me go pick up a broken Blitz machine uh, many many moons ago, and it is still a broken Blitz machine, <laughs> and I have had to move it since then. So it'd be nice to have a, a working arcade cabinet that two people could play. That's for sure. Very cool product. All right. Uh, outside of that, I guess the next thing we kind of skipped over this, but uh, this one's from Jimatsu, and it's talking about uh, Rocksteady Studios' new game coming out. 
that's going to coincide on the DC's Fandom, which uh, had a lot of uh, game companies listed on there. Um, NetherRealm's on there. Uh, so was Monolith. And so was uh, WB Montreal Games. So it seems like we're targeting a slew of uh, DC games coming soon. Uh, which coincided with the whole DC, the Warner Brothers gaming unit being taken off the slot, uh, slate for sale. So <laughs> We talked about that, what, like three weeks ago, and now they're off the market. That's what they say, but, you know, they're always on the market. They're all, they probably didn't get offers that they wanted for it right. or felt value for it. So. Because right. you, you got to remember, you get, you're buying studios, you're not buying uh, properties. The only property you're really getting is Midway games and uh, Mortal Kombat. That's pretty much it. So it's not like you're going to get DC Comics or anything like that. So right. that or unless they unless they're waiting, because Warner's kind of going through a thing right now where they're shedding a lot of people. They just let go a lot of people in the DC Comics. So you never know. If it makes money, they may be willing to be like, hey, we'll get rid of this. And somebody might sweep in and get it. Um, money I'll, talks, baby. That's all it takes. Outside of that, um, yeah, you know, the Fandome's coming August 22nd. They had an image of a Suicide Squad with a, looks like a crosshair over Superman's head. Superman. And that was it. Um, Somebody said uh, the first good Superman game we get, they're trying to kill him. <laughs> yeah, the whole point is, uh, and Brent might, I know Brent knows, the whole point of the Suicide Squad is there are a bunch of villains who work together to work off their uh sentence to society so they're they're all run from um i forgot what her name is uh she runs the amanda show. waller it is amanda waller yeah it's, uh, she runs a show where they send these uh villains who are working off their prison sentence and they send them on these suicide missions that's, that's the suicide squad so they, they don't care if they survive or not uh they they're sort arbiters. of become semi they're like anti-heroes but they're just doing mm -hmm. it for their better uh to work off their prison sentence yeah so. they're they're coaxed into doing it because if they don't i think they got like rick flag or something like that There's, they yeah. got somebody on the inside that follows them to make sure they stay in line a lot of times they got some kind of explosive device on them yeah so they can't just run that's off the biggest and, thing is, so, yeah they're like, either implanted with them or they got an explosive collar or something to where if they want, if they try and go rogue during the mission, they just boop dead. So, yeah, this, that's that's pretty much it. And it's a, it's like a, it's like the a villain version of the Justice League. They're always rotating. Yeah. It just all depends on who who's in prison at the time and and whatnot. So, I think the only mainstay seems to be Harley Quinn's used to be usually in there a lot. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, they usually rotate villains in there every so often. Um, moving on, I. And I'll take the next one too. They announced that we were getting Control Ultimate Edition. Was that today? Then they clarified today. They came out and that news came from today. That yeah. is going to include uh, everything, even all the expansions. Uh, and then they break it down to the mini versions and how to get it. So it's uh, September 10th. It's coming on PS4, Xbox One, PC via the Game Store. I think uh, August 27th. It's coming to Steam. And it was an exclusive for Epic Games for a while. It's finally coming to Steam, but as at a complete version. Uh, at the end of 2020, they are coming out with a physical version for PS4 and Xbox One. At the end of 2020, you get the PS5 and Xbox Series X digital edition upgrades for the Ultimate Edition that you purchase. It does not count for the standard. And then early 2021 for the physical editions for PS5 and Series X. And they did clarify that you would have to have the Ultimate Edition to get the free upgrade. 
which uh, is a bad move on my part because they should have never announced the free upgrade until they announced this version. They kind of announced the free upgrade before this version, and now you got people who are going to have to be confused. And people who right. have probably bought the, uh, the vanilla game, they're like, oh, okay, now I'll buy it. Thinking they would get that PS5 version right off the rip or Instead Xbox of, Series X version. So they really should have waited to clarify this when they announced this Ultimate Edition. But Right. And like somebody had said on uh, Twitter or some forums I read somewhere that they see, I see, they're like, I see them walking back at this at some point. So uh, they'll probably get a lot of uh, 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 feedback on it. That There's somebody, been somebody backlash is the, is the proper term. The, they'll, they're, like, they're like, somebody's like, I'll see them walking back on this at some point. It's going to be so much on there. It's going to get such a negative press on this game that they're going to be forced to do it. So Big time. I saw at one point today on uh, Twitter, Ultimate Edition was trending. So as soon as you click that, it just went into control. People ran uh, control. I love this game. I will buy every version of it. I don't give a fuck. So right. that's just me. Never, not everybody feels the same. Uh, I would be pissed, too, if I was on the impression if I bought the vanilla one, just for the reason for the free upgrade. That's why I said they should have waited. People still would have been pissed. I don't think you would have as many pissed people because they'd be like, okay. Right. So you have to have this one. All right, good thing I didn't buy the regular Get that one. messaging out ahead of time. Yeah. So here's an example. You know, I've got a PS4 Pro, so I have the mid-step console or whatever, but people have said that it runs best on PC, right? That's that's the place to play it. Um, this is kind of at that point. Cesar, we've talked about on this podcast many times, like Bioshock Infinite, Dishonored, those games that came out at the end of last generation, Skyrim, I guess you could say, they came out at the end of last generation and they just they struggled on that current hardware. They weren't really meant for that. So that Game of the Year edition that came out, that next gen, uh, Dishonored. You got Bioshock, you got Last of Us, you got Skyrim Definitive with mod support and all this kind of stuff. It almost is another game. Whereas you did have the vanilla version and you had the DLC you could have bought for PS4, You've probably already enjoyed that. They're looking at the numbers, they're looking at marketing, and they're saying, hey, we can come out with this version, we can optimize it for next gen, and we can provide a, a slim upgrade path for those who have not fully taken advantage of control this generation to potentially move forward to the next one. So it's just, uh, we're going to see more and more of these on popular titles like this, and again, this isn't a game that you're conflicted about buying at the end of 2020. This is a game that came out last summer, I think it was. That's it was one of your games of the year when we talked about it. I picked it up on a Black Friday sale, so I know it was out well before November of last year. I think it was like August or something like that, yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was the August game or something like that. Uh, I, I don't know. I see them at some point coming back and clarifying that if you buy the season pass, you'll get the free upgrade. I think that's what's ultimately going to happen because essentially all this Ultimate Edition is just a game with the season pass on one package. That would be fair. Or announce that and pull that season pass and honor the previous season passes that you've sold, potentially. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I mean, it's like you said, the, the original PC version, this was one of the first games on PC that supports ray tracing, so this will yep. do well on the next-gen consoles. So. Mm-hmm. Um, final story of the week. I'll go ahead and take that if that's okay with you. Sure. Uh, just added this last minute. Uh, this is from Jimatsu from Sal Romano. Uh, Yoshinori uh, Ono is leaving Capcom. Uh, he announced at the end of the summer that uh, he basically went to the spill, you know, the unexpected turn of events that they had on there ever since, you know, the Capcom Cup in 2013. And 
and you know developing Street Fighter Five, and you know basically how he spent the last thirty years with uh, Capcom and working on Street Fighter and various other games. That you know he's looking forward to being a fan now at this point and sitting at the sidelines and seeing the next iteration. Uh, he he and he on the Street Fighter series, so he puts on there and he's looking forward to that. So he's leaving after thirty years. I don't know who's left at Capcom that's been there that long. Uh, I think most of everybody's left. Uh, they didn't no gloss over. They didn't gloss over this in this article, but uh, there was that whole before before he announced this, he left. Uh, somebody uh, on the forums, I think it was Reset Arrow, who uh, was a Golem Dusk. I think he's the one that's been leaking out the Silent Hill stuff. Even before all this stuff happened, where Ono left, he had heard from the Grapevine that the Street Fighter Six did not test well internally. Capcom, mm. they were using a team mechanic that didn't test in t- well internally and externally, oh, and wow. they and they took that series away from Ono. That was the last thing he was doing, and they gave it to a new person. And so they then kinda, he's like, then he's like, nope, it's not for me. And they kind of like restarted with this new producer. It's a female uh, producer. I forgot what her name is, and she's starting from scratch basically. And they pushed back the whole development of Street Fighter Six because of another two years. I think it was it was supposed to be coming out pretty soon. Wow. Um, and do you this think he do you think he the, lands somewhere and does a uh, a bloodstained version of Street Fighter somewhere? Possibly. I mean, this is before even he left, so we didn't know how true it was. And it's like, and then maybe like three or four days later, then they announced he was leaving, and everybody's like, oh, we're starting to put two together. So I guess they're assuming everything that they heard about Street Fighter Six, yeah, it's true because they they took him off of Street Fighter, and that's all he had at that point. Because originally he was over multiple game studios and after kind of like the whole street fighter 5 fiasco they kind of pulled them and just kept them on the street fighter and then the whole uh esports type of thing for capcom and everything they kind of pulled them away from producing other capcom titles and now because i think they they gave that role to whoever was uh producing the monster hunter they gave him like full control over the whole catalog um and so at this point they took him off that he he wasn't over anything so at that point i think they kind of gave him like uh one of those uh complimentary roles like hey you're over this kind of like the whole Fellow. sean laden thing where it's like hey you're over this but you technically report to somebody and you don't really do much or we're not sure what you do here type of situation and uh, you've of, been here forever we honor your contributions we don't want to fire you but we also don't want you really shaping the future of the organization or the franchise yeah it's kind of so, like they, they kind of for like kind of like the whole sean laden thing i look i love sean laden but it's like they kind of like forced him out and it's the same thing with Ono. I think oh. Sean Layden, he stuck around and he dealt with it for a while. It was a couple years, but um, a year or two. But like Ono, it's all he's like, I'm not gonna do this shit. It wasn't even uh, a month. He's like, Nah, I'm not gonna do this. He's like, I've been doing this for 30 years. I'm not gonna <laughs> sit around and I guess collect the paycheck and not feel valued. So it seems like based off what he said, he's gonna take a break. I'm sure he has a non-disclosed, non-disclosed, you know, non-competitive act contract. So he's probably not going to do anything for a little bit and then for a little while and then he'll probably come back and try to do some kind of like you said some kind of indie fighting game where he'll tell oh, yeah. you there and and he'll get judged on that because it's probably going to start out small and then it's going to grow big after you know how most games start out like that the kickstarter stuff so promise so, the world and deliver the minimum and start building from there so uyamatu gave us the last story and uh iga gave us bloodstained ritual of the night what do you think uh, Ono's on, Ono's gonna give us? Fighting from, in the street. 
fighting in the street. That'd be really close. <laughs> I was thinking like a lane brawler. <laughs> I would just be happy if they make another fu- uh, fucking Project Justice or Bravo Schools game. That's all I care okay. about. Go that route. But I doubt it. I, I'm sh- we'll, we'll see. He may not make another game again. Fighting I don't in the know. Street. <laughs> fighting in the street. Yeah. I... Alley boxing. I don't know. But time will I, tell. Outside of that, like you said, I'm sure he'll come back and get something, but I'm sure he's probably going to take a much-deserved break and probably recharge his juices. You know, it doesn't work for everybody. Look at it in Afune. He gave us that uh, Mighty Number no. 9 classic and just disappeared. And people were still waiting for it to come on 3DS and Vita. Who? Who are those uh, people? The people? We should pay- be those people. We're not the, those people. The people who paid for it on the Kickstarter. Oh. <laughs> And they just kept that money, right? They didn't do anything. They never they officially canceled it. They just like they just never updated. Like we'll just pretend and it goes away. And there's some people like I fucking paid for this on the Vita, and they didn't even officially cancel it and try to offer them something else on some other platform. Is this like there we'll is. just hope we'll just hope they forget? I think my one copy of Mighty Number no. Nine is a Wii U <laughs> Wii U version. Yeah. Did anybody else buy it on anything else? I think I bought it on PS4. Yeah. Yeah. It's just somewhere. I don't know. I played 10 minutes of it and was like, nope, this is not what I'm looking for. I went into this thinking I knew what I was looking for, and this is not it. No, thank you. <laughs> so much yeah. dialogue and just bullshit. Yeah, and they just kind of gave up on it. They never, you know, they were trying to fix it, and they just they just cut their losses on it. They knew what they had was not going to cut it. I guess they would have to redo the whole game. But they're keeping that character, right? Isn't he like in Mighty Gunvolt and stuff like that? Doesn't he show up? He's like an additional, whatever his name was. Yeah, he's an additional character on those other any creates ones because they're the ones that handle the console ports on there. Why? Why keep this albatross? Well, because I think you know they're still doing like their version of Mega Man Legends, which is their Mighty Number Nine that kind of just disappeared. Because remember, he they did that whole thing like you're really coming out with this other game and you haven't even you did a shitty version of Mighty Number Nine. You expect us to spend money on it. And I can't remember. It might have been Tencent or some other company trying to remember. They went and funded that project, and we haven't heard anything in the last three or four years about it since. So, which is smart because after you come out with that, you figure you come out with a finished product at that point and show what you got instead of building up on there. Because I would love to play another Mega Man Legend esque type of game. That was always my type of game. I love Mega Man Legends. Like the canceled 3DS one. Yeah. Well, I mean, after he left, so they canceled it. But um, but yeah, that's it. That's uh, that's it for news. That's all the news. Y'all ready to go into games played? do it i'll start us off and who wants to hear about halo master chief collection (laughs) (laughs) yeah i put in about five hours on friday night and about six hours on saturday night that is uh my major draw in gaming right now if i have free time i'm playing master chief collection with friends um it's fun playing the mix of one two and three it seems like this last couple days we got a lot more uh one and three over two we don't set it for that the mode we put it on is action sack so it's just oddball things like uh i know we play a lot of action sack thank you Cesar. i know we play a lot of halo one in our land parties uh but the halo one for master chief collection draws in pc attributes like the maps and uh specifically the flamethrower so there's a whole mode called hellbringers that's just flamethrowers and it's flamethrowers and shotguns so you just go in and try to pick out what's best and it it's uh it's fun and aggravating but we had some good rounds we had some good capture the flag rounds um it's just consistently good online multiplayer i'm not great 
have a lot of fun with it and I'm having a good time with friends and that's all I can ask for out of a video game, right? Yeah, it's better than uh, playing a game and having a shitty time. And being miserable and being alone. So, Damn, uh, that's the sound sad. <laughs> yeah, be you unhappy. Went, you went, to, you went for the fucking trifectas. I did. Did uh, I thought I got my kids playing something new, but I don't... Uh, we tried out... I had Bratz for 3DS for some reason, like a loose cart copy of Bratz. Uh, they were not fans. Uh, they said, no, let's go back to uh, their noted fans of Super Mario 3D Land, which I will defend as the best 3D Mario. Come at me. Let's go. Best 3D Mario. That is it. Three, Mario 3D Land on 3DS. Uh, they, I took that out at some point. They wanted to play a new game, and we popped in Legend of Starfy for the original DS, and I have never played any of it. So... As they're as they're looking at me like, Daddy, what do I do here? And I'm I'm just like, I don't know. I've never played this game. It's it's kind of a rare opportunity. And we just we play along together. And Starfy seems pretty straightforward. They skip past the uh, their reading ability is not up to par with with certain titles. Uh, Mario fits for them for sure. But um, like the story bits in Starfy, I already know when they start being able to read because story is such a big part in games for me. And I've talked to other dads and other other friends that have kids and they'll say you know i want to play gears and i want to play halo and things like that my kid my kid just wants to skip through the story bits and i'm like no that's that's why you're watching that's why you're playing what what drives you to the next conflict and things like that so we'll get there at some point i don't think starfy's story really drives that adventure but, yeah, but that they, was a series i never <laughs> took off over here we only got that one was the ds nope. one but there was, was like four, four versions on the gba i think i have all four yeah. in the gba yeah, yeah it, was it, was made, it was made by some of the same team that did the HAL games, right? HAL Laboratory. I was going to say it's very, yeah. very HAL-esque. It seems like a Kirby game through and through. Yeah, uh, it's beautiful on, on DS. It's gorgeous. Yeah, because I don't think I don't th- I don't know if HAL games actually made it on there. I think it was Tosei games, but I think it was like a bunch of ex HAL staff, HAL Laboratory staff. That that uh mystical company Tosei that works on like a little bit of everything. I <laughs> don't. They had their hands in like baseball for NES and. Yeah. Ghost of Tsushima. It's like, the, the Dragon it's like Quest, they go everywhere. The Dragon Quest ports for DS is like everywhere. It's everything. Yeah. I think uh, one of the they uh, they did the, when I beat uh, Paper Mario Origami King. They did work on that. They were listed in the credits for Tosei. They they just they just they're like uh, they just provide support for random companies for everything. For they're like a fucking jack of all trades. They've been around yeah. since the eighties. So. They did some early stuff for Nintendo on like uh, Donkey Kong and things yeah. like that. That was like uncredited, and they went after Nintendo for licensing fees and things like that. Um, but that's all my games played. It's been a Halo. If I had free time, I was playing Halo, um, my Ring Fit Adventure, and Xenoblade Chronicles and Wind Waker Machine, which are my three, I guess, weighing on the back of my mind. I kind of swapped those TVs around, so I currently have nothing up there hooked to those machines. <clears throat> resistance as well i forgot to mention that one so i'll run another tv up there before too long i'm doing rearranging as always and trying to move some displays around and that was uh sacrificed this past week so been a lot of straightening up uh as listeners know i've moved recently so i've gone through boxes and i've tried to make like okay this is a nintendo tub there's just nes super nintendo GameCube, there's all kind of controllers in here, and here's a Sega box. This will have Master System AC adapters and Sega Saturn S video cables. And, uh, Sony, 
excuse me, thankfully, Sony was, um, you know, they used basically the same controller and the same AV cable for two and a half generations just about. So that's pretty straightforward, but. Then you found the Holy Grail and lifted up the box, and it was just a box full of uh, GameCube component control uh, cables. And you're like, oh, yes, wow. 70. 70. 70 of them, yeah. And, and I threw like, oh. 69 of them away because I only needed one. Who needs more than one GameCube component cable? It's like, no wonder they're out in the, out in the wild because I own every fucking version of it. <laughs> you know, 70 that were made. It's funny <laughs> that you do that you do say that I have two GameCube uh, Ethernet adapters. So there's the potential for Mario Kart LAN party. I have future. one. I have one for my GameCube as well. You have one. Yeah. We have three. We just need one more. Somebody needs right. to spend two hundred dollars. Pony it up, Brent. You got to do it. I think I bought. Jesus. I think I bought mine for clearance for like fifteen bucks and AFES, the four gallon base. Like when they clearance out a bunch of their stuff. So. Do you know how much mine were at EB Games back in the day? Ninety nine cents, both of them. GameCube land adapters. I always look when I see a GameCube at Goodwill. My first thing is I don't even pop the disc cover. I'm like, what do you have on the bottom? <laughs> and then I'll look inside. Like a couple of them, the GameCube's been ten dollars, but it has like Mario Kart in it. And I'm like, yep, sure, ten dollars. I don't even care if this works. I got a disc in there that's worth more than ten bucks. So got to check those sometimes. Um, trying to think. I've been to a couple Goodwills with uh, Goodwills actually requiring masks, which is awesome. Um, I was telling Brant in the pre-show last week, I found a Nuon machine. Uh, Cesar, do you remember those? Nuon, the DVD, like, add-on. Uh, it was a license technology, like CDI shit. It was like Toshiba, Samsung, and somebody else licensed Nuon technology. It was only like six games for it. But I found one of those, no controller or anything, so I got the controller's going to end up being more expensive than the device. And I found Just Dance Kids for the Wii. That's one, that's one I always look for. Hey, I told you about a month ago, Just Dance took over our household, and then we hooked up the Connect, and we were playing Connect Adventures and those Just Dance games for Connect and Dance Central, stuff like that. But uh, I think that's it, man. I don't think I've, I don't think I've dabbled in anything else. We're already an hour and a half in, so I will uh, bow out to someone else who, who wants to go next. Uh, mine was very simple this week. I haven't played much. Uh, I did finish up Fairy Tale. Got the platinum trophy. Oh, nice! That's the copy you got early, right? Yeah, I think it took me like forty-five hours. I got. Uh, Damn. It. It gets to that point where it, uh, it does it very well as a, a licensed anime game. Uh, it feels that it hits a lot of the story arcs, and even the story arcs that didn't go over, it does well on like the requests. Uh, kind of to tie it into previous stuff that it missed and skipped over. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, it doesn't really change much in gameplay that I described from the previous weeks. I mean, you you do requests uh, afterwards. You'll you'll follow the the story into the Tartaros Act, which is uh, the second to the last one. It doesn't actually do, they don't do the final act in the anime in there. It looks like they're gonna leave it for like DLC or something like that, possibly because there is a season pass. Uh, so we'll see where that goes on uh, from there. Uh, outside of that, I put some time in. Uh, I sent Richard a text on uh, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? Infinite Combat. <laughs> I, I was like, God, it's like, damn, this fucking title, man. I'm like, Mythric. It takes up the whole definitive edition. I had to sit there and send it to you because I was like, this whole fucking thing is like, it's all, it's fucking three lines of what I'm playing. I had to uh, scroll. I'm looking at the yeah. image. I had to scroll to the, to figure out the rest of it. But I mean, this is the one I brought up several months ago because I've ordered the uh, the one from uh, Southeast Asia with the with the bad uh, English translation that pissed me off. 
that was like they ran it through uh, Google Translate and didn't go through. And I'm sitting there correcting the grammar as I go through it, like to understand what's happening. Because this this uh, translation was done handled by a UK company PQ, um, and they it's a lot better. It's a lot it pulls a lot more better. This is the better version to buy. I should have been more patient and waited, but it is what it is. I'm going through it now. Uh, I'm not gonna go into too much too much detail about it. It is a uh, it's made by Magus, the same people who who have our same company who's handled uh, like Steins Gate and those other uh, visual novels. The story is told through like a visual novel, and the gameplay is like a dungeon crawling RPG. Where the whole aspect of the anime is you go through a dungeon. Thus, they carry that over into this game, and the dungeon is uh, randomly generated, kind of like a mysterious dungeon, mm-hmm. and you usually have uh, certain goals. So you have to go through, kill a certain amount of goblins, or connect, uh, collect a certain amount of items, and complete the quests, and then you experience the anime throw, uh, told through uh, visual novels. You do it from two uh, points. You do it from Bell Cornell, uh, and then you do it from Eyes uh, Wallenstein. Uh, and she's, they kind of intertwine as two separate animes. They kind of combine them in there. So it's kind of like Bell Cornell was the original first season, and they had a side story with uh, Eyes, somebody who he interacted with in the first season. They kind of told her own story. Um, I love the anime. The anime is pretty good. I prefer to just call it Don Machi. I don't prefer to call it. Is it wrong to pick up a girl? If, 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 Brand, if you, <laughs> Please if, don't. Brand, if you ever get a chance to watch it, it's great. Um, if you look at advertisement, it looks like it's a fan service, etchy type thing. Because it's always they always seem to accentuate like the goddesses and their cleavage and stuff like that in the American version. That's how they market it. Yeah. But it's actually very good. It's a very good show and it's not that bad. It's not that much fan service. I mean, the whole point of the show is your Bell Cornell. Um, he's 14 years old. He's trying to be an adventurer because you find out in the very beginning. I'm not ruining anything. You find out at the very beginning because his grandfather uh, kind of like it's not his real grandfather. His grandfather kind of raised him to like, hey. You know, being adventurous, what you want to be, you find out that these uh, gods and goddesses from kind of like uh, the Olympians, they, it's a bunch of different ones, like Norse religion, Greek, about Greek mythology, yeah. they've come down to Earth to live with their children and interact with them. That's pretty much the basis of it. And it's kind of like how they interact with each other. So they, they form these familias, these families, and it's just they're adventurous together. That's pretty much the whole premise of the show. I'm not going to go into more detail about it. If you get a chance to watch it, it's really good. So I think the first season's been out since 2015, so I think you can probably watch it for free on um, Crunchyroll. Nice. I think it should be under the free service. The new season is probably not. The second season just came out. It took them four years to do a second season. Um, outside of that, I think the only other game I've been putting some time in is uh, I don't want to talk too much about it. It's kind of like my Red Dead Redemption where it's like if I don't talk about it, I'll actually <laughs> fucking finish the game, and I finished Red Dead Redemption. Uh, and I think I showed this picture to Richard more than one occasion where I have, I have bought Radiant Historia from Amazon. In 2010, and then seven years later, I bought the 3DS one, and they're both still listed in my Amazon purchase accounts. I have not beaten the version on there. <laughs> I think I've, I got 15 hours in the 3DS one. Richard saw me playing it earlier. Uh, I'm going through it now. I'm, uh, I finally got to that barrier. The beginning is kind of a slog where it kind of get, throws all this uh, information at you, and it doesn't. I hate when games try to hold your hand. Sometimes I lose interest. I'm like, just let me fucking play and figure it out. That's the type of person mm-hmm. I am. Right. They kind of walking through the battle mechanics. Or the story starting out slowly, like, hey, you have this uh, this book called the White Chronicle, and nobody's giving you information, and then you end up you losing your party, and you meet these two uh, tw- twins. There's one's a boy, one's a girl, and they tell them like, all right, you're the key to helping getting to the right, correct timeline. And I, usually that's where I stop because I'm like, oh my god, just you know, get to the good shit. You know, I, yeah. I get the, you explain the premise. This is nothing different to anything that's time based in movies or anything that's already been done before. Right, because it's, it's a Chrono Trigger esque adventure, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
it's finally getting to the point where I'm starting to enjoy it. So it, it branches out, and the whole point of the game is that you can choose different points in the book to experience different aspects of the story. So you come to a branch of the storyline where, like, your best friend who runs another part of the army, he's asking you to leave special for uh, special um, investigations or SI. Uh, it's not called investigations, but it, it tells you to leave SI and join him. You can either choose to stay in SI and join or join him. I originally chose Illustrated. I originally chose very well. I originally uh, chose to stay with uh, to be a Sports Illustrated reporter, and it got to the point where somebody had stopped my progress. And so the twins came out and it's like, "All right, hey, by the way, we didn't tell you this bullshit until now. There's a Black Chronicle who's somebody who's doing the opposite of what you're doing, who's trying to do something on their end and fuck shit up. So I'm at this time point where I, I can't continue the story because it's like." fucking back to the future where they have an alternate 1985 they're telling me like you have multiple timelines somebody else in another timeline is causing the agent you're supposed to meet in the timeline you're in now to not meet you and there's nothing you can do you're stuck so you have to go to your alternate timeline fix the problem there so you can proceed in the other timeline and so you're the whole point is you got three different timelines kind of like back to the future and you're trying to fix the mistakes to get the one true timeline and can close the gaps so there's some backtracking in the game. So I think I got to the point where I have to backtrack to the first point where I didn't choose to go with my best friend to join the army. Now I got to join with him because I got to figure out where this guy's fucking me over at. So my agent never awesome. made it from, from the Altamine mines. So now I'm on this timeline where I went back and, and with my best friend and working with him in the army now where I left SI. And now I'm going to the Altamine mines where it makes sense. Like, okay, so I guess I'm going to find out what's causing that guy to never show up because I'm going to that That's location. That's awesome. So now it's actually starting to get good. Yeah, it's starting to get good and then more interesting and more complex. So we'll see where it goes. I'll go with it. And that's to the extent of everything I played this week. How about you, Brent? Um, As listeners will know, I usually play some kind of game with with the whole family. Um, This week we sat down and played a few rounds of Worms WMD. Hell yes. <laughs> Hell yes. I don't, I, don't think I, I don't think I played a Worms game since college on a PC. It's what? been a while for me, too. Oh, gosh, guys. Worms. Worms is where it's at. I love Worms. Uh, and and WM... Poor Man's Lemmings. Poor Man's Lemmings. An actual uh, still-being-made franchise Lemmings. I think, I yeah. think most of those people on the Worms team came from the Lemmings team, I think. If I'm not mistaken. From Psygnosis? Yeah. God, well, they made some games back in the day. All right, I apologize, Brent. We always uh, fuck up your shit. Worms, <laughs> WMD. No, 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 you're good. You're good. You're, you're, we, we know each other. We've known each other for, what, 15-plus years at this point? So we we know what each other's played. We know what either, each other's background is. So when we get this fresh perspective and – you're playing it with a family, and it's it's a franchise we haven't encountered in a long time. It's just that excitement of games yeah. that comes out. Yeah, because yeah, if I would have said I play Worms WMD, Richard's like, well, uh, 122 episodes, we made it this far, guys. We're not doing another podcast. That's it. Nope. Chalk <laughs> it up. Yep. We're not going to talk about Worms. Tester's not playing Worms WMD. We're done. Never again. We yep. don't need the Worms lore. But, um, no, I, I bought Worms WMD a few months back when they did their, their summer sale. It, it mm-hmm. went on sale. I was like, hell yeah, I'll, I'll buy this. And uh, I hadn't played uh, WMD before. Um, oh my, it's fun. It's fun. I enjoy the... Uh, what platform uh, well, is this? 
Uh, I played on Switch. Um, I both enjoyed and Horrifying. hated. <laughs> Sounds and, like worms. <laughs> and hated the uh, the the vehicles they put in there because WMD has, for those who haven't played it, has um, tanks, helicopters, um, mechs. Uh, and there's, uh, like little gun turret turrets you can sit in and fire from, um, which makes it a little bit more interesting, but definitely (laughs) sometimes, yeah, but definitely sometimes a little bit more infuriating, especially that mech where they can just come up to you and either hit you off the, if you're right there at a ledge, they'll hit you right off the ledge or if not, I mean, they this is the, hit dark you. Soul, the Dark Souls of Worms games? <laughs> this is what you're describing to me. I'm like, I don't know if I want to play this. Or they, or they hit you uh, for for exactly 50 damage if you're playing with 100 health. So so uh, you said this is a family game. Are you guys don't speak in terms right now? Like, how, is the, how has this changed the dynamic of your, oh, <laughs> your worms, relationship amongst the family? Worms goes over great because... The, the jumping mechanic can always be extremely annoying on with worms. I can at least somewhat do it. I can at least somewhat do the jumping or I know how to exactly maneuver myself to jump and do the do the double backflip. Um, my son and, and Katie usually have some problems with it, so it's always <laughs> great when we start off a game and they're trying to jump up from where they are and they wind up flipping off off the stage and awesome. immediately into the water. Awesome. Um, you usually, have an advantage. We, I mean, we talked about it earlier in the show. Usually Mario Kart's that game, or Mario Party is that game where it's like, all right, I'm done playing with y'all. Go away. I don't want to see y'all for, for a few minutes. Please, for the next some space. Uh, Six the, weeks or so. The the patience tester. Yeah. yeah. They're like, no, no, yeah, no. How much do I really love you and <laughs> and want you in my space? I think I think it's it's gone around a, a few times that picture of the of the cake that somebody got one of their friends or something that says sorry for what I said or what I did uh, during Mario Kart. <laughs> Mario Kart. <laughs> that blue shell moment. We shared, we shared together. <laughs> you on the receiving end. Um, but yeah, worms, worm, worms was always, always a good time. Always yeah. a good time with worms. Um, I'm guessing the, that's weapons of mass destruction for, for WMD. Worms, is that worms, of going mass destruction. worms of worms mass destruction. Worms of mass destruction. You gotta follow. You gotta follow in that um, that uh, weird uh, naming sake thing they do on there. Yeah, worms, Armageddon, all that stuff. Worms are getting out of here. <laughs> worms are getting out of here, and we're moving on to the next thing. Uh, I followed uh, Richard's lead on this one. Uh-oh. Uh, I popped in Halo Master Chief Collection. Excellent. Um, Go on. And, and, and then proceed to update, because nothing uh, on the disk is relevant. Update 20, simulator. <laughs> what was it, like 23 gigs yeah. that it had to update? um nightmare and so and that's actually what went in the background why we uh while uh while we played worms i was just like this is gonna take a while so let's find something else to something else to do um so what were you trying to do in master chief collection i I know you're gonna get to what you actually played what was your goal 
my goal was to start it up, look and see, because I know the game has changed a lot since yeah. I've originally played it. I mean, I even played it, um, gosh, I want to say at least a couple years ago, I, I popped it, or no, about a year and a half, maybe, I, I popped it in. I think and you played. and your son were playing the campaign not too long ago, unless you were playing on original hardware. No, no, I um, I set it up and I started him playing by himself, mm-hmm. um, because for some reason split screen was being being difficult. Okay, um, I was I was looking for being a bitch. <laughs> split screen, and, bitch. And I had that problem earlier, um, but. This time I, I popped it in, and with with all the updates, this game is even more different than I remember. They've done so much work to this, and it yeah. is it's it's great. Yeah, um, it's a platform. But I just I wanted to see. Uh, I asked my son. I said, "Hey, do you want to do you want to try to get back into this?" So we started um, back from the beginning. Uh, Excellent. We got back in uh, to Combat Evolved. And, Excellent. And then uh, you quit on the library like the other person <laughs> would. That's pretty far in, though. We Yeah, we didn't get super far. Uh, I think we stopped on uh, Truth and Reconciliation uh, is where Good we level. started. And I think the last time when he was by himself and I was just watching him play and kind of talking him through it, I think this that area is where he kind of fell off and he was just like eh, this is getting a little too difficult i don't want to do it so but with us together we started playing through it and then we had to stop um but i i think i i think i may have killed him a few times team killed him with a grenade or two oh, but i don't I've think been, he i've been there i've Halo. been there i, I love that lifestyle i never I beat honestly, Halo 1. <laughs> i honestly don't think he noticed <laughs> And we both were just having such a great time. He's just, oh man, I, I got blown. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, just I didn't own it, you know. Just let whatever. We're good. He's good. He didn't get mad. Uh, so so I did that. You may have heard that in an earlier episode. I oh, did yeah. that to Cesar at the end of the game. <laughs> I still have not beaten Halo One to this day. Never, he never. I rolled grenade to the me right before I got on the ship. I never. I never. I never beat it. Yeah, I remember that podcast you talking about. That. You never got that. the trophy. <laughs> I tried to play it off like, man, I have no clue where that grenade came from. And then I was like, no, I was just trying to clear everybody out. I had, I had no clue. It's going to blow you up. I just remember, oh! I was like, what the? <laughs> have fun, uh, man. That's the key. And that's why we're still laughing about it now. Just have fun with the campaign. And I tried to boot it up the other day. Uh, and again... For some reason, uh, the the split screen didn't want to work. It kept. I had my controller. I was logged in. We logged him in on the other controller, and I kept going into the game and wasn't getting the option to do co-op. And then weird. I booted up, booted it up from his side, and it said, "Your data cannot be migrated. Um, it must be done from the." main account which is my account yeah. so again close down the game boot back into it nothing and i was like what the heck is going on so i, I, I troubleshooted messed around for a little bit yeah and then we i was like let, let me just boot something else up and see if this works so um 
booted up Cuphead, and yeah. we Good test we we played because we had been playing through Cuphead um, for a little while, and I know we got to the second island, and I Are we only who, had who was Mugman? Who plays this Mugman? My son. <laughs> hey, when I was growing up, I was always forced to be Luigi. He's gonna be Mugman. <laughs> Mugman is the the clearly the better character. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yep, I have no problem with that. It is he's highly underrated, just like Burning Gundam is highly underrated. But you can continue. <laughs> um, and and we had no problem. We we beat a boss in uh in Cuphead. We did co op on Cuphead, no problem. And it was getting late. It was getting to that time where it was almost dinner. I'm like, I'm gonna just. I have no clue if this is going to work. I'm going to boot Halo up one more time just to see. Yeah. And sure enough, I boot up. My name's there. His name isn't there. But I click campaign again. And it it actually asks. It says, do you want to continue uh, in co-op? I'm like, I didn't do anything different. I have no idea what, what's going on. It, but it, it does it does that sometimes. I think it, it gave me and Richard a hard time a couple of times trying to do co-op or some bullshit where it threw around our saves and then it magically reappeared. And Yeah. There's a mission that uh, I think it was Halo 2 Anniversary and Cesar and I played start to finish. We played the whole campaign together. We beat the game. We watched the end credits. It's like, oh man, what a great game. Can't wait till we do... I think we did ODST after that before we jumped to Halo 3. Yeah, but I remember like, the Dar Race. Yeah. The Dares. I was like, man, I can't wait to go to the next one. And then I went back to the main menu and it said I had beat like 11 of 12 campaign missions. And I'm looking at it like we beat the whole game together, together, like maybe two sittings, like all the way through. How am I missing? But it would drop. And like now they have the new objective things and like the trials that you can do and and these sort of in-between tasks like win 10 games of multiplayer and it boosts you up a certain way and things like that. And there's the forums are full of people where the objectives don't, they don't check off or something. So we've been there with a co-op thing, but we were playing online co-op. I don't know why your local co-op, does he have his own live account? That's all I can think. Like maybe he, you know, do, do you have game pass and, and he didn't, he can't play with game pass or like, was there any other elements in there? No, I mean he he doesn't have like Xbox Live Gold or anything like that. But I mean he has his own Xbox account. I was logging Shouldn't matter, in split screen. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing is I was logging into mine and then logged in on the other controller to his. I could you know hit the home button and it you know the names would alternate. I could see both names. I there were I, I even you know logged out of mine, made him the uh, main. Uh, log in for a second and then log right. back in and i mean i just Strange. i kept going back and forth kept going to the controller settings to see if something was messed up in the controller settings like for some reason maybe it was it was trying to auto log in or you know something from the other controller into my account but no i mean it, it just one of those weird freak things mm, that just kind of happened yeah. um, the game's still glitchy we still see weird stuff happen like we'll be in a party there'll be four of us in a party and it will put us in a big team battle, like 8v8, and it will split us up. There'll be two of us in the party on one team and two of us in the other. It's like, there's eight people. How could you not find it? You found enough. You just didn't put us on the right side. So we're talking to each other and we're shooting each other. And it, 
it's very rare, but there's still some just some weird stuff that happens with the Master Chief Collection. But but as you've noticed, they've they've done God's work with bringing that thing around and getting all those working right, you know, for the most part, and making it a a passable experience and platform. And and we're definitely having fun, and I I look forward to continuing playing with him because I know it's going to be the first time he experiences these games. Yeah. You're you're in for you're in for an experience, man. And you've got your next level is um uh, the silent cartographer, which is probably one of the best games in or one of the best levels in video game history. So I am looking forward to that. Can't wait to be on the beach. The music starts playing. It's great. Uh, Russell and I got an achievement. We were playing the last time we played that level. There's an achievement for making sure the Marines survive that first wave up until you get the Pelican. Or the Warhog until the Pelican Fohammer f- flies in mm-hmm. with the Pelican and drops off the Warhog. So try if you can. You know, I don't know if you're an achievement hunter or whatever. We weren't even going for it. We just saw it pop up. Like, well, I guess we kicked ass and made it up the beach, and they they all survived. But was that, that one of those mind. special um, special achievements? It like, might the, have like been one of the rare ones. Yeah, because I've played that level so many times on Master Chief Collection. Cesar and I played it on our playthrough. And it was just, I guess, uh, me and Russell just pushing up that beach the whole time. They had no chance to die. So keep that in mind when you're giving it a go. And then the the very last thing I played this week, which I could not get enough of, uh, was Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, okay. That game. You started it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love this game. Big fan, huh? Extremely big fan. Okay. Um, I, I enjoy Japanese culture a lot. I right. know Cesar probably does as well with his love of anime. Um, and everything in here, there's Re- rekindle. Uh, I was absent from anime for like the last 10 years. I'm just going through <laughs> it now. Recatching up. I, I dropped off for a long time as yeah. well. Um, but uh, I mean, there, there's there's so much in here, and there's a lot of uh, care and respect, and doing a lot of these these nods to different things, um, all the all the different like little shrines and things you come across uh, to all the different uh, kami, which are um, it revolves around the Shinto religion. I guess you you could say a lot of people don't in Japanese culture don't necessarily view it as a religion, um, but it revolves around uh, the kami, which are spirits, and there's several different shrines that you can you can find to these all these different spirits in there. Um, they uh, the opening scene where you're the the eighty samurai versus this legion of thousands and thousands uh, of of Mongols. Uh, that is actually somewhat true to history. Um, when the let's, Mongols in, let's invaded, get down to business. yeah, when the when the <laughs> Mongols invaded uh, to defeat the uh, J- J- Japan, uh, you know they came to the beaches of Tsushima, and there were only eighty samurai that that charged them. And basically, that was intense. They, oh my when, gosh! When they're all up on that hill and they're looking at the beach with all the ships out there and everything, it's like. And Send us your finest warrior. So how man, are, how are you playing? Are you playing with the uh, Kurosawa mode, or are you doing uh, Japanese language? Like, what's your? 
I want to do another playthrough when I go through as uh, do the Kurosawa mode. Yeah, but, I haven't um, it either. But uh, right now, it's just Japanese language, English subtitles, um, which I think that's what you said you did. Yeah. It's that's, what we're, that's all we're doing, especially when the main character is a uh, voice actor is uh, Zoro from uh, One Piece. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure... I've noticed it, and Cesar, I'm sure you've picked on a, a, up on it too a little bit. Um, when they're when they're speaking, I mean, I'm not, I don't speak Japanese, I don't know a lot of Japanese, but there's a few things I've noticed with the English and what they're what they're saying is a little bit different. Like I know I'm not missing the main story, um, but when um, uh, the woman that saves your life. Um, What's her name? I remember uh, Jen. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I'm lucky I remember that. She's a well, cool character though. Gosh, yeah, I and that's that's the other problem is I've I've been so taken in by this game. I've done very little of the story. I've been playing this game for several hours and have not really messed with a lot of the story. I've been just branching out, discovering all these these little places I can go and just yeah. going through the land. Lost uh, in the world. Oh yeah, lost me, uh, in this atmosphere. Me, I just I unlocked the the ability to find every hot spring, and it's just me looking at Jen's naked ass as he's in a hot <laughs> spring, increase his health. Because like you know me, that's that's my thing. I'm like I'm gonna increase my health as much as I can, unless for me dying. Yep. And that's all members ass shot every time. Ass, 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 ass. Because <laughs> I've gone through like four or five different hot springs. So gosh, no, I've I've up uh I've updated the combat a lot. I've found a handful of hot springs just running around. Um, my biggest thing was I found the, um, upgrade that lets you block arrows with the block, which is definitely, definitely helpful. Uh, I upgraded the, um, standoff because I love those standoffs. Uh, and you get, just let go of the button. I don't know if either of the ones I did have either of you upgraded the standoff. Uh, maybe it's been a couple weeks since I played. I mean. Uh, when you when you upgrade the standoff, it just lets you do a combo. So basically, you do the normal standoff where you call out the enemy, you get there, and you stand off, just you two. Uh, and if you do it correctly, there will be another enemy off to the side that rushes you, and you will get the chance to do it again. And you can upgrade it again, uh. and you will get one more additional enemy. So in a standoff, you have the... Um, the option to possibly kill three enemies at once very quickly. Nice. That helps. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're facing a, a horde that's all held up in a fortress or something. Trying to, yeah, trying to clear out one of those uh, strongholds or towers. or. Um, but oh, back to what I was what I was saying with the with the translation. So when she's talking about saving her brother, the the text at the bottom will definitely say brother brother you know just keeps going brother but i hear her saying taka taka which is her brother's name before we even learned his name um and there was there were some other things like i know what everybody knows what thank you is every, you know and you can tell um what they're saying here and there but uh, like i said i, I it's not it's not like I'm missing. I don't feel like I'm missing any anything big. I know it's just the original script that they wrote for the game, 
and that there's nothing ever translates 100% right from language it's all to language a localization thing and all so it's just from whenever they gave it to these these Japanese actors they had to change up some of the language and if they were to do a literal translation it would come out you know kind of weird um but yeah i mean i'm i'm enjoying the combat i'm enjoying the scenery this is a beautiful game that Gorgeous. opening that opening scene and, and like we were talking about uh we've all experienced it now and you you're everybody's running down the beach and they have the horses going down and then all of a sudden i'm like oh shit that's me i'm <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's that's no longer the cutscene. I'm I'm running. I'm I'm on this horse. One of those transitions uh, where you're like, oh wow, I'm supposed to play now. Like I'm picking up my controller. Uh, and and just the the beautiful imagery that's in this game as well. Uh, I don't know if any of you have done some of the optional, um, little side missions where you talk to uh, a musician, and they'll tell you this tale. So they'll, there's there's musicians throughout the world, and usually you hear it's spread by word of mouth. There's, oh, this legend of this thing over here. And so you go, you find this musician, and they will give you the tale of, like, the thing I just uh, finished was uh, Tadayori's armor. And it was this legendary man that, you know, had this armor that supposedly made him quicker and you know he was mainly an archer and he was this great warrior and so the 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 person telling you this tale they're as they're going through it the screen is going through like this traditional uh ink ink painting style nice. illustrating the story that he's telling and it's 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 amazing that nice. everything that they've done in this game is is amazing it's beautiful and it's it's got me uh and i can't i can't wait to to continue playing and One then you games where you're thinking about it when you're away mm-hmm. and you wait then you wake up from the dream and it was just you were playing days gone the whole time <laughs> days gone why <laughs> samurai days gone but no yeah it's it is it's i'm enjoying it so much it's probably we're we're right here unless something big comes up this is probably going to be my game of the year Ooh. strong words but, is it enough to overcome Ring Fit Adventure? <laughs> I don't know. Ring Fit Adventure is is a great game, and it's extremely fun, and it's one of a kind. Yep. Definitely is one of a kind. It's unique. Very unique experience. Uh, does anybody have anything else to add? Uh, real quick, I won't go into details because we've already been doing this for two hours. Uh, <laughs> Please God. <laughs> I, I won't. I won't. Uh, one, I'm just going to do my one little bit. Uh, I'm not going to go into detail about it. Outside of that, the anime I've been watching this week is that time I got reincarnated into a slime. Okay. It's actually pretty good. If you have never is it related to it. Dragon Quest? They do make the slurp joke in there a couple times in there. It's a... One of those isekai type animes where a 37-year-old virgin man uh, gets stabbed to death and dies on the sidewalk, and he gets reincarnated into another world. But as he dies, he wishes like he can't feel pain and all these other things, and that he'd be powerful. And good time, good time to make that wish. Whatever great sage decided to take that information, instead of reincarnating him as a human, they reincarnate him as a slime. And he has this special skill called Predator, where he can like eat other things and absorb their powers. So he ends up getting a human body and all that stuff later on, but it, it's pretty good. He 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 starts at his like as Kirby. A, 
basically. He starts at kind of like a, in, the, in the real world. He starts at like this closed off person who just plays video games and has never dated anybody or anything like that. And he's kind of like living his best life now in this other world. So he ends up being he ends up like at this point, he's like the ruler of his own nation. He just keeps getting pulled and stuff that he doesn't want to do. So but it's pretty it's a good. good. Spin. Yeah. Uh, the missus and I are actually currently enjoying the Umbrella Academy, the first season on Netflix. It is very, very good. The second season is way better. Re- you've you've seen both? Yeah, the second season is more and more. They so good. They, it's so good. The they characters, complete, the timelines, it's amazing. They complete the circle in the second season, and they fully copy the Marvel formula. You'll see it. Okay, that's fair. I don't feel yeah. like I have to invest as much. It's just two Netflix seasons, but the writing and the characters and the, like I said, the timelines, how they loop together and stuff. And uh, Pogo, the guy at the house, the CG ape, I guess he's a gorilla of sorts. Mm-hmm. He just looks so good. He's such a believable character. Uh, Brant, highly recommend Umbrella Academy. Watch, Just watch the first episode. It's not even like, uh, give it time. It builds up. You got to establish characters. One episode and you're like, all right, this is going somewhere. I, I'm down with this. It's good. Yeah, and uh, also, Brent, before, uh, I don't want to go too, I'm not going to go details because I've talked about it on the podcast before, but Noragami. If you get a chance to watch Noragami, if you're interested in the Shinto religion, Noragami's good. They uh, they go into detail about Bishamon, uh, Ibisu, and uh, Kanto, other different types of uh, gods that are ruling in the modern Japan. Or if you were interested in the Shinto religion and Shinto shrines, you could play Star Fox. As we know, those uh, archways are Shinto. Those are Tori. That's the name of it? Yeah. The They're gates. near Shinto shrines, though, right? Tori's are the gateway to the Jinja, which is the area that is the sacred area <laughs> where you where you pay your respects to the Kami. I want to go to one so bad I can't stand it. Uh, Just imagine being kidding. there. Being in that hallowed ground. Um, I don't think we need to run through the podcast client stuff. I don't no, know. I think I think we're over that now at this point. I mean, they're, they're with us 122 episodes. Uh, they're watching us live now. Yep. Uh, Listen to us wherever I, you find your podcasts. Yeah, RSS feed is everywhere. Yep. And I I sent Bran a screen capture earlier. Since he's joined us, our SoundCloud numbers have gone up. Like we're closing in on 10,000 total listens. So. Uh, thank you to everybody who's listened these past two plus years at this point. <laughs> but we're closing in on uh, 10,000 according to SoundCloud's algorithm. And that doesn't include um, our YouTube Let's Plays or now that we're streaming this podcast live and Twitch and that kind of stuff. So I think Twitch affiliation is our next big step. So uh, whoever's listening to this, uh, follow us on Twitch, subscribe. Uh, tune in at any point that you can. On It seems like we're recording on Wednesday nights, and the audio podcast will go up on Thursday. I'll, I'll uh, post that tomorrow after I get the edit done and and can get that up. But uh, any chance you can uh, leave us a nice review on YouTube or iTunes or any other podcast um, client that you use, that helps. Does that wrap it up? Is that that I condense the... I think you, <laughs> sir fucking nailed it versus us going uh, around robin and soundcloud seems gonna fuck up first (laughs) that's all it is and then give give that person hell like no already said that you're not paying the fucking attention got you it's just uh ecstasy of gold and we're all looking at each other like who's gonna who's gonna mess up on one (laughs) who's gonna drop the ball 
But I see we had, I think we had like five or six concurrent viewers on this past, on this recording. So yeah. uh, thank you and everyone who contributed and made comments and everything else. That's all part of building the community. Uh, you guys got anything you want to add before we get out of here? Nope. I think I said my piece. Uh, watch more anime. <laughs> watch more anime. <laughs> Brant, what's your mantra for the week? Day's gone. <laughs> Brant, what's your mantra for this week? <laughs> Not every week. <laughs> not, not your mantra for life, just for this current week. <laughs> your code, your law of ethics as, as a McKee family. We, we didn't ask what Brant's uh, Bushido yeah. code was, which was Dave Gone. <laughs> or to see your family crest flash before us in a blue uh, Blu-ray case. <laughs> uh, it's it's going to be bad enough for uh, I'll see you buy a motorcycle, get a bandana, and you're going to move to the Pacific Northwest. Or he starts calling us freakers uh, or whatever they're called on the podcast. <laughs> Tired of these freakers following me. I'll be out there like one of those Mega 64 skits. <laughs> <laughs> out there oh, man, in the general I public. Oh, there's a freaker. I loved Mega, Mega 64 when you would have to click download and wait two days for that 90 second video to pop yeah. up of them uh, asking for sailors or being in a Metal Gear box or whatever. I think Cesar introduced me to them years and years ago. There's no telling. I don't know. Comic geniuses. I don't know if I want to take credit for it, but... Oh, uh, you should. I think I think this is one you can grab. The other ones are questionable, but this one you can this one you can play. Uh, thank you, listeners, for joining us for the 122nd episode of the No Podcast. Uh, we enjoyed having you this week, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Adios. Bye.